Sucker tried to blame me, but you never paid me, never Oh no, you didn't Payback is a coming, you will be running forever Oh no, you didn't Until I get my vengeance, I will never end this mayhem Oh no, you didn't I'm a mercenary, you ain't got a prayer, you owe me Oh no, you didn't 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 everybody ps nation episode 77 coming to you on september 4th 2008 mark and glenn here along with a very special guest from the on tap podcast that's right dale Coolis is finally on the show we finally got him here our wrestling expert oh hell yeah (laughs) i had to go out and get that just for you dale oh thank you thank you I would have preferred some Hulkamania music, but, you know, that's just as good right here, man. <laughs> yeah, but I like Stone Cold, plus I, I just watched uh, The Condemned two nights ago, so I was in a Stone Cold mood. Yeah, what what do you think of Condemned? I thought it was actually surprisingly good. It surprised the hell out of me. It um, was m- way more brutal than I expected, number one. Uh, good movie overall, but uh, the ending, especially the, the, the whole scene between him and Vinnie Jones at the very end was a little... I don't know, left me feeling a little short, but uh, I, I really enjoyed that movie. It was much better than I expected. You know, any anytime you see a WWE films, you get a little gun shy. Um, although yeah. I enjoyed the Marine, but uh, you never really expect anything deep, I guess you would say. Uh, and this wasn't truly deep, but it was actually really well done. Yeah, I was surprised. It was still a really good bar, just too bad it tanked at the box office. Well, that's kind of to be expected. <laughs> I mean, you get all the wrestling fans to go, but a lot of people outside of the wrestling world, they see WWE films or they see even Stone Cold Steve Austin, and they they kind of hold back and go, well, you never know. Yeah, hmm. yeah, you raise a good point. Wrestling so. fans make up 80% of the movie audience. I'm disappointed in them. <laughs> they should have gone five <laughs> times. It's still real to me, damn it. That's right. <laughs> Always a true believer. <laughs> no, no, I kid. I kid, I kid. <laughs> so, Mark, how uh, how you doing? Not having a job? It's my birthday. No, last no, week. no. Happy birthday! Woohoo! God, don't get him started on that again. Yeah, well, it's my wife's birthday in two days. Does that count? It's Jesse's birthday. Woohoo! Um, still, well, I guess I wasn't even jobless last week. I've Got two solid offers, and I'm trying to decide between them now, so... Oh, that's yeah. rough. Either go for the crappy job with more money, or the job I'm not sure about with less money, but it's a full-time permanent job, so... Right. We shall see. <laughs> or you can go to Starbucks. Or GameStop. Oh, God. <laughs> I expect hey. you to really ramp out those pre-orders. <laughs> make, sure, make sure you sell those to everyone. Yeah. All about pre-orders. Only the Xbox ones. <laughs> well, we will uh we'll let or we'll have Dale talk a little bit about his show after we get done with the emails and voicemails. And actually this week we actually we got a ton of voicemails the last couple of weeks, so we decided we're gonna hit those pretty heavy this week. Uh we may do some emails, may not. Uh we'll see how long these voicemails take us. 
we actually got some really good ones this week, and we do have a few more that I did not put on just for time's sake. So uh, they still are in the queue, and they are still available for us to to cover later on. Uh, yay! On other shows. So yay! We haven't forgotten you. Huzzah! <laughs> Huzzah! I'm, I'm getting in my I'm getting my prep phase for Renaissance Fair. I'm going to next week, so excuse oh my huzzahs. Well, I'm I mean, so sorry. Where else can you go to get a big giant turkey leg? Steak on a steak. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the county fair. Everything's on a stick. All right. Well, let's get to these voicemails. We got a lot to cover today, boys. Um, got voicemails, emails, a lot of news, including some delay station news. <laughs> I got to use it. Uh, we'll be talking about some new releases for next week. Blu-ray new releases. A review of Mercenaries 2 for the PS3. Hands-on with NBA 09 for the PSP, which actually doesn't come out until October. I got some good time into that this last week. What we've been playing, a new contest hey, to give away a you copy forgot of my hands-on. You what suck. Was, what was that? You forgot oh, my hands-on. I'm sorry. Hands on. Also a hands-on with Disgaea 3 for the PS3. Mark finally God. got a hold of that. See what I got to work with here. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm old. Uh, <laughs> and also we're going to be giving away another copy of Pain. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about our theme song contest, which absolutely nobody's contacted us about yet. We're screwed. Woo-hoo. I'm doing one on a jug. <laughs> Sweet. I can I could chime in with the triangle action there too. We'll get a good mix going. <laughs> oh my god! You can play the washboard. This could be the best theme song ever. <laughs> okay, well let's hit voicemail number one. Here we go, boys. Hey, what's up, Glenn and Mark? It's David again in Nashville, California. I promise no Chuck's dad jokes this time. Uh, probably freaked you guys out. But anyways, I was actually getting ready to buy a PSP today after work, and then I read about the PSP 3000 announcement. So I guess I have to wait till October now. Um, anyways, got a question. Um, what the hell is keeping Sony from releasing a PSP version of Little Planet with the PSP 3000? You guys think they will, or have you guys heard anything about it being remote play? This seems like a huge opportunity for uh, Sony. Actually, come to think of it, I remember reading a few days uh, ago that Media Molecule was saying that they haven't even announced a major part of the game yet. So I was thinking maybe that's it—a version of uh, Little Big Planet for PSP, where you can play levels you've created online or single player. Um, now tell me what you think, please. Later. <laughs> That's the guy that called us from uh, from his phone and pretty much just did a Chuck's dad joke, and that was it last time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's you'd be foolish to think that they're not going to do something with the PSP and Little Big Planet. Yeah, I mean, I would personally like to see a downloadable level editor, like not necessarily the full game, but let you create levels on the go and then upload them back into the game. That'd be kind of cool. And play them that way. Because it'd be nice and you don't have to sit in front of the TV. You can, you know, take it on the pooper with you. <laughs> create some levels. Well, but the only problem with that is, I mean, the physics are all in real time on the uh, editor. So who knows if the PSP can really handle all that. Unless there's well, a the PSP way is, hey, it's the most powerful handheld in the universe. <laughs> don't you be cutting on it. The PSP 4000 should add like a little touch display. Make it, you know, a lot easier. So it oh, could be a right. new enhancement for that. And the 5000 can add time travel. Maybe Tim will finally buy one then. <laughs> Neville. Neville. All right. Um, no, but, uh, very good point. And I, I honestly do think that we're going to see something with Little Big Planet on PSP. I mean, it's been rumored yeah. already. 
So I'm sure that's going to happen. I don't know. Who knows? But I think they'd be foolish not to do it. And that's obviously the game that they're going to be pushing until Killzone 2 comes out. Yep. Well, shouldn't remote play pretty much be a given for it, you'd think? You would think so. Yeah, I, I could see that. Then yeah. again, a surprising number of games don't use it. Looking at you, Disgaea 3. <laughs> I don't know if the PSP could handle those awesome graphics. Oh, yeah. Do you, guys know, do you guys know what the percentage is about right now, just off the top of head for uh, games that support remote play? It's 19%. 19%. Uh, really, the only games I can think of, I think both... both Pixel Junk games do, Eden and Monsters. I don't know if racing does. I doubt it. I don't think so. Racing would be really tough to play on that small screen. Yeah. Um Bionic Commando Rearmed. Uh, boy. Layer. Yeah. Um, uh, poker does, doesn't it? Yeah, Poker does. Boy. Wasn't there another full title that did? Or am I not thinking right? Probably. PS- PS3 Fanboy needs to do a remote play portal, too. Yeah, I get so few, and to be perfectly honest, it doesn't work that well in most of the games, so. It works, actually works really well on Monsters and on Eden, apparently. Those two, I like playing Eden with it. Bionic Commando, yeah, it was more gimmicky than anything else. Yeah, it works well on some of the levels, but on some of them it's really tough. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No and way. any PS1 game can do it, too. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's a good feature. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's pretty cool. It's I actually like it every now and then when I'm not in the same room to play music. Because I keep a lot yeah. of music on my PS3, so. Yeah. All right, let's go to voicemail number two. Hey guys, this is Brian. Um, I'm in Georgia. And I uh, love your podcast. I just want to tell you guys, you guys are doing a real good job. Um, I basically just wanted to make a comment and uh, just see what you guys' take on it is. Um, I, you know, I've, I've been a PS3 owner for about a year now. And uh, I remember when I first bought the PS3, it was because my PlayStation 2 um, had, you know, crapped out. And, you know, I, I figured I might as well just get a PS3 as opposed to buy another PlayStation 2. Uh, but when I bought it, I... I was kind of, I guess, my eyes were open to the fact that, you know, the PlayStation 3 didn't have many good games. It had all these flaws. The online was horrible and all this other kind of stuff. Um, basically, what I'm trying to get to is uh, I, I once heard uh, not too long ago on G4, Morgan Webb, make a comment that Blu-ray is what saved the PS3. And when I look at, uh, you know, how much uh, my playtime on the PS3 has grown and, and how much just my overall experience with the PlayStation 3 has grown, really, Blu-ray is a big part of that. Um, you know, I watch a lot of Blu-ray movies. I'll switch right from playing from playing a game to watching a Blu-ray movie. And um, on that same note, I'm hearing a lot of developers saying that they can't they can't make they can't make the game or anything other than a Blu-ray. You know, or else they have to use multiple discs or whatever. So, just wanted to get your guys' idea on that. Is Blu-ray was Blu-ray the uh, biggest uh, deciding factor, or will be the biggest deciding factor, and who ultimately wins this console? war uh thanks and um i guess uh i i guess chuck's mom is still too big to fit on blu-ray so we're gonna have to find another format all right bye (laughs) (laughs) nice mark's favorite person morgan webb oh she's a viking all right well i think when she said Uh. blu-ray one i'll I'll just get this out of the way right away or blu-ray did it or whatever it she wasn't even talking about games she was just talking about blu-ray movies because she was trying to be cynical and and kitschy what do you think mark dale anybody anyone well i I was enjoying the awkward silence 
No, <laughs> <laughs> so I. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, as far as like uh, Blu-ray being the reason uh, uh, PS3 will win console war. Um, I think once you know, once HD DVD got the kibosh earlier this year, um, I think it definitely really, really, really helped push hardware sales. Um, you know, I I knew actually a lot a lot of coworkers and friends that are well, several anyways that said they went out and got PS3s as soon as they heard that the HD format war went that way. Um, I don't know how much of an effect it'll have on, you know, PS3 unit sales. I think it'll have some effect, but I think the bigger effect will be for, like, you know, obviously the, you know, the Blu-ray movies. Yeah. I think it definitely helps save the PS3 when all these games were getting delayed over and over. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was, like, the key factor. I'm sure it helped. And like you said, once HD DVD died, you know, it helped out PS3 sales a little bit. But, like he was saying, now it's not even really an issue. As far as the size for future games, I think it'll help because Sony, basically what they were doing was future-proofing as much as they could, but I don't know if it's going to help that much. I think, I have a feeling Microsoft's going to end up embracing like the hard drive capabilities for the rest of the 360's lifespan and start installing stuff almost like the PS3 does, but that's just my opinion. I don't know. I think it's a, it's, it definitely helped, but may not have been the key factor. Yeah, I I mean, I know a lot of AV people actually bought a PS3 for the Blu-ray player itself, but I don't know if it was really a good enough percentage of unit sales to to say, quote-unquote, it saved the PS3. Um, in terms of games, though, I do think that, you know, like Mark said about the future-proofing, I, I think it is going to help the PS3 have a lot more longevity than, than the 360. I mean, obviously... Who here doesn't think that we're going to see something on the new Microsoft system next year at E3? Oh, we will, I think. Yeah, it's... They're kind of outgrowing themselves a little bit. I mean, they still don't have a SKU with a hard drive standard on every SKU. You know, they still have the arcade yeah. one out there now with the big price drop. They're just going to try to get a lot more machines into the homes and just get a foothold. And they even admitted that in a couple of days ago at an interview. I don't know. I, I I do think that it's it's nice to have it for two years down the road or three years down the road, not just really for movies, uh, more for giving the game developers a lot more opportunity to put a lot more data on the disc. Um, their next system, it'll probably be all hard drive based anyway. Maybe they'll yeah buy up the Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Should we talk about the three sixty price drop or should we stick that in news? Well, I mean, I don't really have it in news, but I mean, they they announced today, or what was it today that was official or yesterday that uh, the yeah. price drops official, and uh, the what is it? The arcade one is going to be one hundred ninety nine. Yep. But the elite yeah. is still, I want to say three ninety nine. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's eh. a huge gap in pricing. Yeah. Do you think Sony's going to drop? Nah, I don't know. They keep saying they're not going to, but that was also, you know, the president from Europe. It wasn't the president from over here or anything, but I, right. it, it seems pretty obvious that at least on this level, Sony's kind of on a global strategy. So, uh, yeah, Xbox yeah. 360 is 199 Xbox 360 with, I think, the 60 gig drive now is 299 yeah. and the Elite is 399 so. Yeah, it's a lot closer. I don't think Sony's going to drop because I just don't think they can afford to. Right. But I would not be surprised if they did some sort of like 399 bundle. Like the 40 gig or the new 80 gig with a game or something like that. And like one that, of the greatest hit games. 
And that newfangled uh, Bluetooth headset needs to be in every single package from now on. Yes. I, I concur. That headset looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually kind of thinking about getting one, but it's 50 bucks. I'm getting one. Of course you are. Yay. All right. On to voicemail number three. Thanks for that voicemail. That was actually a pretty good one uh, in yeah. terms of us thinking thinking through things before we uh, actually talk. <laughs> Hence the awkward silence. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hi, guys. It's Ben X42316 here, calling from England. So this call is going to cost me a fortune. <laughs> anyway, um, I've just got two questions for you guys today. Um, number one, I've never played any of the previous Metal Gear games in the series, so I have no idea about the gameplay or any of the characters. But uh, would you still recommend that I buy Metal Gear Solid 4 anyway, as I've heard it's a fantastic game on many websites? And my second question is, do you guys know of any more games that are going to have trophies on them in the uh, near future? Thanks, guys. Fantastic podcast. Keep it up, and goodbye. Hey, we got a call from Britainland. Wow, and he spent his own hard-earned money to talk to us. That's crazy. Thanks. Uh, well, let's get the trophy thing out of the way. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week, but if you go to www.ps3fanboy.com forward slash trophies, it actually, they have a, a complete list out there of what's supported, what's going to be supported at release, uh, what's going to be patched to support trophies, and what will not be patched as of uh, right now. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the best place to go get your trophy and that's where we get our we get our information from there anyway so you yeah. might as well just read it <laughs> <laughs> or if you go to the right main ps3 fanboy section on the right side you will see a black banner with a trophy on it saying you have earned ps3 fanboy trophies so uh that is definitely the best place to go uh mgs4 boys yeah yeah uh, I, I recently played it it was the first uh metal gear solid four or game i played since uh two but I, I liked a lot more than two. Um, for me, I'm considering myself a newbie of the franchise, so maybe I'll just coming from as like a newcomer perspective is just I really like the fact that you can kind of move and shoot now. Just yeah, you know, that's just me. Yeah. And I for me too, I'm more running gun, so I put it on very easy and just enjoy it. take in the craziness of the story. So I was really happy with Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah, I was too. I. I had actually played Metal Gear Solid 1 and most of 2 right before playing 4, so I was a little more familiar with the story. Um, if, you've, if you're not familiar with it, you're going to miss out on some stuff, but like Game Trailers had a really good retrospective, GameTrailers.com. Yeah, yeah awesome. so that's worth watching, or just go to Wikipedia, read this, the plot synopsis, and then Konami themselves released the whole Metal Gear encyclopedia you can download for free. So if you're playing the game, you get somewhere where you're like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Just like stop and go look at the encyclopedia and kind of help you out. I think it's definitely worth playing. I thought that a lot of people have like bagged on the gameplay saying there wasn't enough. And I don't know, I guess maybe that was the case compared to the cutscenes. But I really loved what was there. I think it's a fantastic game. So yeah. I heartily recommend it. The game's also yeah, got a lot of replayability, too. too. I mean, yeah. you can keep unlocking items. They keep releasing codes on new items and new things to download. Um, Metal Gear Online, you get the free version. Uh, to be honest, I have not played Metal Gear Online for a while. I enjoyed it when I was playing it, um, but I'm still I haven't played playing it, Warhawk and CLD 4 more. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you can take that for what it is, but it does have replayability. I mean, cripes, I've heard a couple people on our chat box that are going through the game like eight times 
trying to get yeah. every single of those badges you get at the end of the game. Um, and like Dale said, the controls are so much better. It's almost hard to go back and play the old ones. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think I could ever do it. To be honest, uh, basically yeah. what they did is they actually added what they call more Western control scheme, uh, where you can actually go to first person mode, just like you're playing a Call of Duty or something like that. And I'm I'm with Dale. I actually played the game a lot more run and gun instead of a lot more sneaking because I have no patience because you know I don't yeah. have that many years left in my life and I have to get through the game. That's quick. right. Yeah, I, I, I am uh, very uh, against stealth. Um, that very easy is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> See, at least I played on a harder harder mode than Dale did, Mark. Well, I'm cool with Dale. You still get shit, though. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> He's a guest. He's always right. That's right. <laughs> Damn it, you're right. <laughs> oh. And that's the bottom line. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, on to voicemail number four. Wait, I got something Metal Gear related. Oh! All right, what's that? <laughs> I just saw um, Black Skimmer posted on VG Evo about, you know those uh, Metal Gear 4 art books you got with pre-ordering? Yes. Um, He said they had a bunch of them sitting there, and he asked about them, and the guy gave him one for free, so. Oh, wow. Hey, yeah, if you go into uh, EB Games or GameStop, See if they have any. Maybe they'll give them to you. Well, thank God you had that extra one because when I pre-ordered, they didn't even give me one. Yeah, I got two. <laughs> Another reason to hate GameStop. Yeah. Okay, now can we go? Uh, yes. Okay. Here wait, we go. wait. Oh, no, I just oh, can't. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is Chris from Las Vegas. PSN ID CJ23K, and I was calling to ask. Why there aren't as many PS3 games running in 1080p as there are on Xbox 360? I still play my PS3 more than 360 anyway. I just, you know, I play MDS4 and 1080p, and after seeing that, it's made me wish more titles ran in 1080p. Did you guys know why that is? And do you think that they'll change that in the future? Thanks. Good job on the podcast, and thank you. Viva Las Vegas. Uh, I have, I, I'm really glad we got this voicemail. I'm really glad we got this. So uh, thanks very much. Actually, a lot of the 360 games are, are coded in 720p natively. Um, what happens is when the 360 came out, their development kit was a lot more mature than the PS3's was. So developers could actually develop to use the internal scaler Right, right off the bat. And what happens is their internal scalar chip upgrades it to 1080i, 1080p, things like that. Uh, the PS3 actually has a scalar chip like that, even though Microsoft was trying to make it sound like they didn't. They do. And it took a while for the development kit and the development software to actually add the support for that scalar chip. So a lot of the earlier games you see, even like MotorStorm and, and some of the, the, the launch stuff like Resistance, uh, and even up to Tools of Destruction, don't use the scalar chip correctly. But you see games like Call of Duty 4, uh, Warhawk, uh, what was the other one, Grand Theft Auto 4, that actually do scale up to 1080p, even though especially COD 4 and Grand, Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 are actually, I think, natively 640p or something to that effect, 680p. So it's really just because the software wasn't really there for them for that first year to, to use the scaler built into the PS3. But a lot of the newer games are actually supporting it quite well. 
Very good question. Though. I'm glad we got that one. Yeah, you completely went over my mind. I have no idea what most <laughs> of that stuff is. Well, so. basically, there's a there's a chip in there that it, that let's say like my TV downstairs. I have a CRT HD TV, uh, so it's an older TV, and it only does either 480p, which is DVD quality, or 1080i. So I set my PS3 to say I can take 480p and I can take 1080i. So there's some games like Motorstorm is a great example that's written for 720p only. So if I'm on that TV and it doesn't see 720p checked in the video resolution settings, it'll down convert that to 480p automatically. The newer games like Call of Duty 4, like Grand Theft Auto, uh, like Warhawk, a few of the other games will now use the scalar chip that's built into the PS3 like the 360 has and it will actually say, oh, well, this game's written in 720p or whatever, but you can do 1080i, so I'll just upconvert that signal to 1080i for your TV instead of downconverting it to 480p. Oh, okay. So, I got you. Yeah. So basically, yeah, Mot- it's Motorstorm runs at like 720p for me, so I right. guess... Right. Motorstorm is actually written in 720p. It, 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 that's the right. only resolution it supports, except for 480, of course. But what's happening is the game is written in a certain resolution, but there's another chip in there that's actually converting the signal to a different resolution to support your TV. I gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. The 360s actually works a little bit better, though. It's, it's, they actually have a pretty good um, system in there to actually do all the conversion. The PS3 scalar chip actually works really well, but they have to write a lot more hard code for it. So, anyway. Great question. Great question. Yeah. Or go after dark. all right here's our fifth and final voicemail hey guys this is playstation id john e cash from 30 south in mobile alabama i'm driving by the uss alabama now while y'all are talking about under siege that was one hell of a movie and for all of us down in the mobile area most of us got to watch the night shooting all explosions at night on the bay which is real cool uh, my whole reason for calling, though, is y'all have not really mentioned SOCOM so much. And SOCOM comes, or the beta comes out this Friday, and I just wanted to hear y'all's uh, opinions and thoughts. And just just wondering why SOCOM hasn't gotten much hype at all. It seems like all these other games from Killzone to Resistance get all this hype, but SOCOM being the staple it is of PlayStation online shooters, that's has received very little. Um, so just wanted to hear what y'all think and keep up the good work and hope to hear y'all next week. Bye. He brings up a great point. Yes, he does. I, my personal opinion is probably because some people are a little, they're a little standoffish of SOCOM Confrontation because it's not Zipper Interactive making it and it's somebody else. Um, but I'm, I'm guilty of that. I really, I, I am actually very excited for the game. I am, I'm not even one of the people that said, Oh, the graphics look kind of shitty. Cause actually nowadays those graphics look incredible. Um, but there's people on NeoGAF even today is saying it looks like crap. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I actually am really excited for it and I know the beta, I think it's supposed to start tomorrow still, but, uh, I don't want to have it for another week cause I'm using the one from cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. What do you, you, Mark? You're probably not even interested in that game. Yeah, I have never played a SOCOM game before, so the beta will actually be the first one I ever play. Nice. Yeah, uh, so. I, I played a couple of the past SOCOMs. Um, 
I, I'm gonna try playing the first one, but it ended up being where I borrowed the game. My brother, I never really got it back. He got addicted to the online craziness of that game. He loved the first <laughs> two, but uh, yeah, I never really. I, I got a chance to put put a good amount of time into three. You know, I I liked it. I like that they brought you know kind of like online respawning into uh to to online deathmatch because before it was just one of those ones where it's just like more Counter Strike style survival based kind of right hmm. and. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not. It's not one of the games I really. Lo- I'm really looking forward to per se. But I don't know. Maybe if they have a if I know they're doing that beta, but I don't. Know. I don't. Know. It's just just so much other stuff coming out this year. It's probably going to end up get, getting overlooked by me. That's that's why I haven't been paying too much attention to it. Yeah. I guess I got one other thing I want to throw in on that too. Um, the last SOCOM game on a uh, PS2 was it wasn't so it wasn't called SOCOM 4. What was it called again? Combined Assault or something like uh, that? Oh yeah, something like that. Was was that? Did Zipper do that one or was that someone else? I'm trying to look it up right now, but uh, oh, you're killing me. All right, I got it. I got it right here. I'm loading it up. I have an answer for you in two seconds. I think they did all the PS2 yeah. ones, but they didn't yeah, okay. do um, the PSP versions. Yeah, I'm think. looking at it right now. Yeah, Zipper, you're right. Yeah, Zipper did do all the PS2 ones. I was going to say, like, um, I was reading Game Informer a few months ago. I don't know if he caught, kept, they caught their big uh, uh, article on the new SOCOM game. Yeah. And they, they actually had an interesting chart. I don't know if you noticed it, the amount of people still playing all the PS2 games online. And oh, yeah. there's still a large amount playing, especially one and two. Well, you can still wow. actually play those on PS3 if you have backward compatibility. Um. And actually, I was thinking about throwing a couple of them in because I have the first two and I really enjoyed them. Uh, I, I normally don't like the Counter-Strike style where you're dead and you have to wait, 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 wait. Uh, even with Search and Destroy and Call of Duty 4. But the games were always a lot of fun to play and it ran really well online, even through a crappy broadband connection. Uh, you could always tell who had a modem, but it ran really well and and i never had really any crashes there was a couple times you'd have them, but it was never anything bad so in terms of ps2 online that's probably that one in the madden games were probably the most I ever played online on the ps2 i do remember when hmm. when i when i did do socom 3 online for just a little while that yeah that it's online uh, lobby system seemed very you know, a lot. It had a lot more to offer compared to a lot of the other stuff on PS2. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, we will be talking about it quite a bit. I guarantee that because as soon as that beta gets it onto my system, I'm kind of thinking that I'm probably going to get pretty hooked on the game, uh, just because I've been playing Call of Duty Four so much lately, and I've been kind of more into that just online arena search around and try to find the guy type of game. So uh, it's one that I'm definitely really really ready to play I'm, I'm looking forward to it quite a bit all right well do we want to hit some emails boys or do we just want to stick with the voicemails for this week uh, we can do an email or two let's do two all right why sure. don't you read the first one mark okay since, since you had to go and speak up and everything blah 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 <laughs> all right hey guys i know you guys bitch about long emails so i'll keep it short I'm getting two Hori Fighting Stick 3s for the PS3, and I wanted to know if they will work on other non-fighting games like Bionic Commando. I would prefer the arcade feel of those types of games. I can't find anywhere on the net that tells me if they do or do not. By the way, I have the damn things in my closet at home, but I can't try it myself as they are a birthday present from my 5 and 6 year old sons that I'm not meant to know about. God bless them, (laughs) they know their dad well though. (laughs) Thanks and keep up the good work from No Leg Room. Um, 
it really depends on the game because you're going to need a game that uses like the D-pad right. and not the analog stick. So um, Bionic Commando uses the uh, the D-pad, but I can't remember if the buttons are configurable or not because that's going to be the sticking point is that if you're stuck with the default layout, so however your joysticks buttons are laid out is what you get. I or thought if you can, I saw like, remap somebody was them. playing Bionic Commando with a joystick, but I'm, I'm not going to... Really? I'm not going to swear to that, okay. Your Honor. Yeah. Because uh, that's where it's really going to come down to is if the games will let you customize the controls or not. Right. So you're not really going to find anything online that tells you that, unfortunately. But you're just going to have to play it by ear. Any fighting game should, though. I mean, Soul Calibur lets you remap the buttons... Um, I'm pretty sure Tekken Online does. I'm positive the Street Fighter uh, HD remix and Street Fighter 4 will. Yep. So don't have anything to worry about there. And of course, games like shmups, like classic shmups, always work great with a joystick. If only we would get some on the PS3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah whatever happened to Soldner X or whatever? You know, it's funny. I, I actually saw that today on PlayAsia.com for the PC, but I haven't heard a thing about it for PS3 and... From what I hear, that's not a bad thing because I guess the PC, PC one kind of sucks. Yeah. Dale, you have the emails in front of you? Yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, from This one's from Arkham's Razor, and it goes like this. First question, I am ready to purchase a headset for my PS3. Which one do you recommend? And second, I love the SNK Arcade Collection. I also have the Genesis Collection for PS2. Any other ga- great collections that aren't game-specific, i.e. Street Fighter Anniversary, Mega Man Collection, etc.? Thanks much. P.S. Got any peroxide? Chuck's mom sure did a number on me, and I think it's infected. Arkham. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, headset. Wait for the SoCom one. Wait for the new Sony one. I mean, that's obviously yeah. the one to get. Yeah, unless you want to buy some, like, you know, hundred-plus-dollar great Bluetooth headset. Like Otherwise, I'd just wait for that. yeah. Yeah. Is the headset that come with Warhawk, is that the same one that's going to be coming with uh, SOCOM, or is no. that a different one? The one that came no, with Warhawk is actually a Jabra BT-125. So it's a pretty yeah. basic uh, headset. The new one coming from Sony is actually custom-built for the PS3. That's actually going to require um, a firmware update and everything. We actually have that in our news items, so we'll get into oh, detail crap. then. Sorry, I forgot oh, to shut my phone off. Boo! Yeah, yeah, yeah you got... Turn off those ringers, man. Jeez, Mark. Uh, and then also different gaming collections. I mean, for PS2 especially, I can think of a couple right offhand. Title Legends 2. We've talked about that many a time on this show. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That one you should be hunting down right now. The uh, Street and Fighter course, Alpha uh, collection. Well, you said not game specific, oh, yeah, yeah, but so. Capcom Classics 1 and oh, 2. Yeah, the Capcom must Classics have. are both awesome. Yeah. Even the first Title Legends got has, has some pretty cool stuff on it. Yeah, there's some great retro games like the original Space Invaders and the original Bubble Bobbles on that too, isn't it? Yeah. Excuse me. And if, if <laughs> Ooh, it was a pizza I ate. <laughs> if you really want to go old school with the gaming collections, though, I doubt you may even consider this, but you know, the Activision Anthology has like almost sixty old old school of twenty six hundred games. I was thinking that one too, because yeah, if you love like really old like it it's yeah 2600 right yeah yep yeah they, those were awesome <laughs> make sure to avoid a television lives at all costs that's a the the ps2 controller is just not meant to do in television controls actually oh, really television lives doesn't really work on many things besides a pc just because you have a keyboard because the television controller had 
uh, a keypad on it. Um, yeah. I was going to say that, too, that Intellivision Lives is really cool, but get it for PC because on any console, it just does not work right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and there's always the, the Midway Arcade Treasures, too. Yes. And the Namco Museums, too. Do they? Oh, yeah, there is a PS2 one, isn't there? I believe so. They're, all the Japanese ones for PS1 didn't come out over here, I don't think, did they? Um, We got all five oh, yeah, that yeah. spelled Namco. Yeah, so you can even look back to that. There's a Williams collection, too, I believe, on PS1. So, so yeah, yeah, there's there's plenty of good ones out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, supposedly there's going to be an SNK RK Classics 2, considering this was Volume 1. Right. Nothing's yes. been officially announced. Not yet, but we need it. Yes, we do. Come on, I bought the uh, PS2 and PSP versions. I need more. More, more, more! Yeah, both? Yeah. Wow. I know I'm a glutton. That's hardcore. Uh, isn't there like any for those for those SNK collections? Don't you feel a little guilty for getting the the the, the ones that come out at such so uh, user friendly price and after <laughs> getting the original ones on Neo Geo for that much? I mean, does that, doesn't that kind of? I mean, not not saying that like to insult or anything, but does doesn't that kind of like piss you off that many years later getting for like dirt cheap? Actually, I've been getting most of my games for dirt cheap for the Neo Geo lately anyway because I get the arcade carts now. I got an adapter so I can get the arcade carts. Uh, so I'm getting them pretty cheap there. But it's kind of funny because on the first collection out of that whole, I th- what is it, 30 games or something like that, I have, or no, it's not even 30, but I have 11 of the titles that are on the, the first collection already. Wow. But it's it's so cool, especially the PSP one. They have a lot of those games on the PSP on the go. It's it's just great to have them, even with the flaws in the in the package. Nice. All right. Well, let's do one more email here, and this is from Ross Hevener, Hevener, something like that. Uh, he says, "Hey guys, this is Ross, username Ross on VG Evo. I have been listening to the podcast for a few months, and every episode has been great. Uh, not very discerning person. <laughs> 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 I started a VG Evo folding at home team." Uh, all the info is at, and there, he actually gives a link. I'll put that link in the show notes. Uh, but, yeah, definitely get out there. We actually had a PS Nation one way back when we had our own website, but I have no idea what. Actually, I probably still have that in my folding at home. I haven't run that lately. I just, I guess I don't, I don't think don't I've ever run cancer. it. Nah. I'm more concerned about the power consumption than this cancer, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll run it in the winter because it actually helps heat the, heat the room. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, when I have the PS3 back down in the basement, I'll probably be running it constantly. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so I'll put that thread in the uh, show notes. And if anybody's interested, definitely get out there and join our little folding at home team. Let's mm-hmm. help fight Alzheimer's and uh, cancer and everything else. Let's That's right. Some good people. All right. Well, we'll end on that note. And uh, let's talk to Dale a little bit about his show. And actually, he's got two shows to, to pimp, I believe. Wow. Well, just a yeah, busy I'll, guy. I'll, I'll just mostly pimp pimp the video game one. <laughs> All right. No, no pretty much on, on tap podcast. That's, that's what I've been running for about two and a half years now. And been around for a long time and joined the VG Evo podcast network just shortly right after it started here. Like, I think right around the same time you did... Uh, too, Glenn, right? Yeah, I think you started with us about two weeks after we started. Yeah, yeah, and you know, that that really helped really get us a lot more exposure, but no, pretty much, you know, when, when I started the show, I wanted, wanted it to be something different, because I remember when I first got in podcasts several months prior, I subscribed to a lot, and 
it was a lot of them did, you know, you know, you guys and just there's a lot of other ones that cover the current stuff on the current gaming scene just really well. And I just kind of wanted something a little different. And that's that's kind of like the direction we go. We, I always on the promos, I'm sure many listeners have heard aired here before, you know, we're an alternative video game podcast and we just try and do just focus on stuff. We'll we'll do shows where you that I'm proud of that you can't really find many places else. We'll, especially ones where we cover stuff like video game movies. Just like our last episode, we actually covered the uh, Postal DVD that just came out last week, and we we had a fun time tearing that apart. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't very difficult. No, no, not not at all. Mister Bull doesn't. No, he doesn't make make that much of an effort. So he he's he's kind to us, and uh, you know we we do lots of other things too. Like I did I did an episode where. I recorded my uh, little an audio blog of waiting outside in like 30 degree weather to get the Wii outside on the Wii launch. Yeah, that was a fun experience, and just kind of other ones like we'll do a special like during the summer we kind of had like a special uh, system retrospective where for like four or five straight episodes we did retrospectives on systems like the Saturn, the Sega CD, uh, the, even the CDI got its 15 minutes of fame. So uh, I really wanted to get in on that Saturn one with you guys, but I was so busy that week. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, th- those are a lot of fun to do, and that, that makes it real nice when you browse through our archives. When if you go to our the website, the uh, ontappodcast.com, we got. I really typed up some real good show notes for a lot of the episodes. So I, I think it makes it they age pretty well. So like, if you are happening to go through the archives, you don't want to really trudge through old news or anything. That you know, that's what our show is all about. And you know, if you just want to want something different for then you know on, on another video game podcast you know just give us a shot and you can just find us on ontappodcast.com or on the vgo vgevo podcast network there on the forums yeah nice uh, they'll show is always fun to listen to because it is it is quite different just in terms of what they cover uh yeah. it's not one of those things that you go to get your gaming news for the week or anything else i mean there's a lot of stuff that, that you guys talk about that I'm like, oh yeah, I wish I was involved with that one, or oh, I wish I could have <laughs> talked about that with you guys. So, yeah, every uh, VG Evo podcast has their niche, really. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and actually, I should probably pimp another one before they realize I forgot to do it last week. <laughs> well, um, I put it in the show notes last week. Yeah, if you want to hear my lovely sound like I'm asleep voice, listen to episode ten of Welcome to the Goo. It's titled Self Serve, came out on August 29th. Um, I guest starred with the two regular hosts, Scott and Adam, and we had a nice little talk about import games and what you need to do to play import games on your systems. Yeah. So yeah, go check them out. Yeah, Mark was actually awake for that show, unlike this one. Yeah, I was far more (laughs) lively on there than I am on here. You you can tell how much Glenn beats me down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we are going to take our first break, and after that, we'll hit the news and new releases, things like that, and uh, we'll go on from there. Yay. You know, when I was a kid, I was a, I was a hardcore gamer. There wasn't a single game that I owned that I didn't beat, and I was good. Like, I could beat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One guy. But then the kids came, and, and the responsibilities... I just didn't have the time or the motivation to keep up. My game backlog just kept growing and and growing with each new release. I needed help. So I, I visited the game backlog support group on VG Evo. 
They help me take control of my backlog. The VG Evo Game Backlog Support Group is a nonprofit organization helping gamers relieve their backlog troubles. Having a game backlog is a debilitating and embarrassing predicament. VG Evo is here to help. I no longer have to lie about the video games I've played. I can finally say with confidence, yes, I have beat Devil May Cry. And you know what? Nero is a whiny bitch. If you or someone you know is suffering from their game backlog, please contact www.vgevo.com. All right, and we are back, ready for the news, and we got a ton of it. Uh, the first one we were actually just talking about. We finally got official details on the new Bluetooth headset from Sony. Kind of funny. Uh, standalone, it's $49.99, but for only $10 Ooh. more, you can actually buy it with SOCOM Confrontation, uh, the Blu-ray disc version. So, for real? Um, yeah, so it's 60 bucks for SOCOM with the headset or 50 bucks for just the headset. How much is SOCOM without the headset? I think it's going to be 40 Wow. I might just pick that yeah. up then. Yeah, that's that's a that's a real great bundle because what, what do you think separately that headset would probably go for like, you know, when Microsoft sells their wireless headset for was it sixty bucks separately? That's just crazy. I think it's like yeah, it's like fifty or sixty. So, uh, I yeah. I actually it is a good deal, especially if you buy Cellcom. Uh, I actually got the press release and posted it up on our forums, but I'll go through a couple of the things that they talk about, and they're actually talking about uh, there's it's got a built-in what they call high quality mode. Uh, delivers high quality online voice chat and high bandwidth voice recording and playback, which is currently not available on any other Bluetooth headset. Uh, there's actually going to be able to use that HQ mode in a PS3 game uh, by using certain code. Also, uh, voice command, uh, which is the ability to direct your AI characters using voice, um, things like that. And, and what it is, is that it's actually going to be a firmware update to run this headset, and it'll actually show you. It actually the PS3 actually links to the to the headset more than just a Bluetooth pairing, so it'll show you certain details of the headset right up on the screen. So it'll show you how your battery's doing, things like that. You can also, Shit. when you put it in the dock to recharge it, it still acts as a desktop microphone when it's charging. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so pretty neat stuff. It's actually a dual microphone array as well. So they're trying to pick up as much voice as possible. Uh, again, you know, we don't have our hands on it. It could be a lot of media hype, but this, this stuff sounds kind of cool. Uh, it'll be heading to North America be beginning October 14th uh, and is designed exclusively for the PS3. So, pretty neat. Mm -hmm. I want one. <laughs> I want it, I want Thank it, I want you. it, I want it, I want it. Yeah. Yes, yes, I would like... I, I, yeah, the headset's awesome. It may just get a nice way to kind of reintroduce people back into SOCOM. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, it'd be nice because this week in Warhawk Wednesdays was pretty nice. A lot of people were using the mics, but man, last week nobody had their mics on. So I was just pretty much going, uh, is anybody here? Hello? Uh, next, who wants to cover the delay station news? <laughs> you. <laughs> well, I mean, we got three different ones. Uh, a couple of them are actually kind of because the other one. Uh, first off, we all knew about this, but the SOCOM public beta is slightly delayed. Uh, it was supposed to come out on September 1st. is now hitting on September 5th for those that actually uh, pre-ordered through outlets like GameStop. The core purchasers will be getting access on September 12th. 
but they are actually making up for the delay by extending the beta out for a full month from the start time. So if you started on September 12th, it's going to go to October 12th. Yay. Yay. But because of that, speculation is telling us that the Resistance 2 public beta is slightly delayed, probably so it doesn't run into the SOCOM one. So uh, originally it was scheduled for late September. Now it's been pushed back to early October. So most likely October 12th, Resistance 2 public beta is going to be available. That's what everybody's thinking, at least. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the other one, Pain Amusement Park is delayed slightly, they say. Trophies being retooled to be easier after a lot of feedback that they got. And that's pretty much what they're telling us, is just mainly the trophy stuff and also to make some more tweaks. So we will probably see that the, th- the word is we're going to see it the third week of September. I think that's kind of lame that they have to make them easier to appease the masses, but whatever. A couple of them were pretty ridiculous. They probably came to that uh, conclusion during like another boardroom meeting. They're like, "Hey, these (laughs) these trophies are are they're they're hard to achieve. eh? We must make them easier for the Americans." eh?" (laughs) I mean, these kids all they do is watch MTV and play Halo all day. We got to make it a little bit easier. Easier. Yeah. Don't you think, Fred? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, they're actually gonna. It's a game that actually has two gold trophies, so those, those hard-to-find gold trophies are going to be uh, in pain as well. Uh, but they're going to move a couple of them around and actually make a couple of them a little bit easier to attain. So, hmm. uh, Dale, you want to hit the next item up for bid about the home beta? Yeah. yeah I Five dollars. Um, more home beta invites are going to be sent out here. Um, pretty much uh, Sony, they, they sent out... Uh, little letter there saying, uh, I don't know if you want me to read it or just th- thanks well, for every, downloading. A the- lot of people actually got these. <laughs> Mark yeah. and I got them. Yeah. Thanks for downloading the PlayStation Home theme. You've been selected to help beta, taste, beta test the next phase of uh, PS Home evolution. As a beta tester, you'll be expected to help shape, blah, blah, blah. We appreciate making Home awesome. And but yeah, yeah. it just sounds that's, that's a good thing, I guess. So it sounds like more people will be able to get in on the action. This always seems to be a much requested uh, thing on the shout box. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm can't really fighting too much back. Under NDA, yeah, but, I'm biting my tongue here because there's a lot I want to say, but can't say. Well, one thing we can say is this is actually a stress test right now. Um. So this isn't the home that everybody has seen, like in the E3 videos with the Warhawk room and all that no. stuff. No, uh, this it's is pretty much the same old one right that people talked about. Yeah, so there's a lot of people dancing around to bubble machines. But Mark and I what? got completely mobbed. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was weird. We both connected into home within about a minute of each other, and we're in the mall. And literally, like, all these people, hey, it's the guys from the PS Station podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You guys are celebrities. I, <laughs> minor internet celebrities. <laughs> That's right. My internet so, yeah. ego is through the roof. Yeah, that was. I was actually kind of freaked out by that one. I, I went to my, my lakeside home and uh, decorated for a while. <laughs> God, that sounds good. And cried. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mark, next item. Okay, uh, Final Fantasy 13 demo may be sold separately, which is probably Ooh. a good idea, given that there's going to be a shitload of people who want it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. It's uh, They're saying after it comes bundled with the Advent Children Complete Blu-ray, they may or may not sell it separately. 
So hour and a half of the game, you know, people want to play it. It'll probably go for a high price on eBay. So yeah, there you go. See, I probably won't buy the game when it comes out. But yeah, the importer is going to be really happy. I probably won't buy the game, but I actually might. If they sell it separately, I'd like to try to get a hold of the demo just to check it out. You know, well, I would probably like do that too. Most you want to pay for for that, though. I mean, talking about paying for a demo, though, that's kind of it's kind of hard to set a benchmark for that. If I had to import well, according it, to I everyone, wouldn't want I paid to pay forty dollars for a demo on Gran Turismo Five. Oh well, yeah, I guess you got a point there. <laughs> yeah, but that's more than an hour and a half. At least this would be a fun hour and a half. But you know, oh god, <laughs> the game probably won't be like two years away or something. Yeah. Well, but I, mean, I wouldn't pay more than 20 if I was importing it, and I'd definitely want to pay a far less than that if it was domestic. Yeah. Yeah, I could see 20 is about the, the ceiling for me as well, except for all the shipping That includes costs. shipping. No, that includes shipping. I wouldn't want to pay that plus shipping. So in other words, you're just pretty much getting yourself right out of the right out of the buying procedure there because there's no way. Yeah, pretty much. Under 20 bucks. We'll just let a PS3 fanboy or my and preview it for us. <laughs> there we go. Oh no, Martin hates Square games. I think. Oh, that's right. Not sure. Well, well the fanboys pay... well because what was that? Oh, I, I was gonna say if you're gonna pay uh, twenty bucks plus shipping, you may as well just get the Advent Children Blu-ray because that'll probably be like around twenty-five or thirty, right? Probably. Eh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, Majed and Andrew are both huge Square nuts, so I'm sure those guys will cover this in depth. Yeah, or or they'll like bundle it with like some big like cloud motorcycle figurine, and and <laughs> I seen my my buddy's like one of those hardcore figure collectors, and he shows me some of the Final Fantasy VII collectibles he has, and they they sell for just right out out of the store, hundred bucks, brand new. Jeez, wow. Well, yeah, my toy collecting collectibles. days are long over. Yeah. Your buddy's in the collectibles. Uh, the next item up for bid is uh, one that he'll probably want to go for. The but Resistance 2 Collector's that? Edition with finally, un- uh, finally Unveiled. Comes with Ooh, a Chimera yeah. and hybrid action figure with a bullseye weapon. Nice. I yeah, might have to go for that. Awesome. Yeah, I may have to get that. So, I don't like, coll- I think I don't this- like collector's editions that often, but I'm going to have to get that, I think. Yeah, me yeah too. that looks big- too cool. Not a big collector's edition guy either, but I guess I'm not really more interested in it for like the uh, for the figurine, though that's that's a nice bonus. And I actually want to hear get it for like the the because they're they're bundling a lot of stuff that actually deals with like chronicling the timeline and more of the uh, background story for Resistance. And I was real fascinated with that in the original, actually setting up some of the origin stuff. It sounds like yeah, oh, let's go over it down here. Do it. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kind of cut off there. No, 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 no. Uh, do it, do it. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, you should have the news right. item in front of you. Go ahead and go through the uh, items yep. that come with it. Yep, I got it. Um, I'll just run down from the top here. Um, it comes with the uh, Chimeran hybrid action figure with a bullseye weapon, a double-sided hardcover Resistance 2 art book covering uh, war-torn America from two unique perspectives, an exclusive in-game HVAP, HVAP, Wraith multiplayer weapon skin, Copy of Resistance 2 with special edition cover artwork selected by the fans. A preview of the upcoming Resistance novel called The Gathering Storm by well-known sci-fi author William Deitz. Or Dietz. Also a behind-the-scenes video of Resistance 2 called America Forever Lost, which I I love those behind-the-scenes retrospects. I'm really psyched for that. And then 
Shattered History, uh, Resistance Chronology video provides a visual guideline from the earliest days of the Chimera invasion to the current storyline and a digital copy of the first issue of the Resistance comic book series. That's a lot of stuff, and it's 20 bucks more. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Finally, a a packed uh, special edition instead of, oh, here's your DVD that has 10 minutes of material. Give us 30 bucks. <laughs> so, yeah, so nice. I'll be one of the few collector's editions I'll end up getting in a while. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to shell out for that one. I think that's too cool. Yeah. Let's All right, Mark. Let's go wait. with the new release stuff. Yeah, it better be worth the wait. New releases, cha cha cha. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> On PlayStation Two, we've got yeah. NHL 2K9. TNA Impact. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> I don't know, Finally, man. Finally, a new wrestling game other than SmackDown. I am psyched for it. Yeah, looks good. It looks good. <laughs> we got Sorry. Dragon Ball Z Trilogy. What, which, which trilogy is this? Is this the Budokai Tenkaichi or the original Budokai games? Look who you're asking. I was asking yeah. Dale, not you. I actually I didn't even know that was coming. I'm guessing it's probably a three pack from PS2 games. That's yeah. that's probably what it is. But there's like three games in both Dragon Ball Z series on PS2. I didn't even know this was coming out either. Otherwise, I probably would have paid attention. Oh, yeah, it doesn't yeah. even matter. Ah. Uh, oh, no, you wouldn't. Have. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan. No, but actually, there is a there's a new Dragon Ball Z game coming out for PS2. Like a not going to be on. Well, it'll probably hit the Wii, but it's going to be an all new game that they've actually are like promoting as the final dragon ball Z game on PS2. So it has nothing to do with uh, the new ones that hit 360 and PS3 this year. So that's kind of interesting. Um, We've also got Cabela's legendary adventures and my pick of the week, Yakuza two, which I really want to pick up, but I have not finished the first one. So I probably should wait. And you never will. No, I never will. Hey, yeah, you know, I, I heard that I lost my job, so I have some free time, so maybe I should work on that. Yeah, that <laughs> won't do it. That You'll actually probably play games less now. You know, it's true, though, but I have, like, a laundry list of stuff I'm supposed to do around the house, and, you know, I actually do have to spend some time looking for jobs and applying to them, so I don't have, you know, all day to play games. I was actually looking yeah, forward yeah. to playing games all weekend, but now we're going to my in-laws all weekend. Don't. Sigh. Anyway, enough yeah. about me. Let's talk about yeah. you. Um, <laughs> PSP, we've got Cabela's Legendary Adventures. Yay. And on PS3, we have NHL 2K9, NHL 2009. That's not confusing. And TNA Impact. Pick of the week. No. Do you have a pre-order? <laughs> no. No, actually, I'm going to try before I buy because I don't know if... These guys haven't done a wrestling game in forever, so I don't uh-huh. want to pay sixty bucks to find out the game's like broken. And you know, with with Midway especially, they they've yeah. had a very uh, questionable track record the past couple of years. So was Midway Wait, actually spotty. the developer? No, well, just everything they published. Like they rushed out Area Fifty One out the door last year just to make right. a quarter, and the game ended up being just a mess. And it, it sounded like that game could have been very good if it would have had just some more polish and. That's yeah. just why I, I want to make, make sure. Hmm. Just want to make sure. Hold off 
but knowing me, since I'm such a pushover on wrestling games, I'll probably end up buying it anyway, so what do <laughs> I know? <laughs> Dale's the man that got everybody to buy Fire Pro Wrestling for the PS2, so... <laughs> Not me. Actually, I was really interested in it, but I just decided I would never have the time. Yes, 2D <laughs> wrestling game ever. I'll, I'll, still, I'll never forget playing that at John Lidke's house with Mo over and everybody else, and those two playing so much that their characters got completely tired wouldn't even move. <laughs> John and Mo from uh, RobotPumpkin.com. <laughs> I thought it was ApplePanic.com. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm confused. Where am I? Um, yeah, and then uh, there's actually, the Alzheimer's. What was that? So there's the Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> Finally kicked in. Uh, yeah. I forgot to put it on the schedule, but uh, let's go over the store releases today. I actually don't have the Japanese ones at all. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't home all day. I don't know what got released today. Yeah. Uh, in Europe, we got two demos for Europe, NHL 2K9 and Pure. Uh, we got the Haze Destruction Pack for... Uh, I'm not going to go over the prices because I always get confused. Uh, the Warhawk Triple Combo Pack, so they finally got all three of the levels like we have over here. Um... Uh, what the hell is this? Must be SingStar music. I'm not sure. Looks like some more music. I don't know. I can't really tell. This the person who typed this up is an idiot. Uh, for the U.S., we got decent week. Yeah, uh, you can download NFL Head Coach 09 for 49.99. Man, that's pricey Wait, for a demo that, game. Isn't that 30 in the stores or something? I thought that's, so, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, we also got the that's, demo. that's the football RPG, right? Yeah, the football RPG with the massive attack from Favre on the Jets or whatever. <laughs> attack Favre for massive damage. <laughs> but he keeps getting up. Uh, Core episode four for September of two thousand eight. It's two ninety nine. Shit. Single issue twenty four ninety nine. For I haven't even watched episode three yet. <laughs> well, that, yeah, they're actually Rothbard had it right in terms of. What was on 3? It was like all the stuff that I didn't care about, but it was still interesting. Uh, the feature games yeah. this month on Core Episode 4, Little Big Planet, MotorStorm Pacific Rift, and Prince oh, of Persia. So The cool thing is that you get Ooh. a demo of MotorStorm Pacific <gasps> Rift on September 11th, uh, a full what? month before it's supposed to come out on the regular system. That's a very sensitive date. The destruction map pack for Haze for 10 bucks, 7 maps. Oh, man, mm. you really you think love anyone's Haze. even playing haze anymore huh. i don't know i actually i had fun online with haze for a little while but it got really boring really fast uh for rock band the pax pack one which is 2.99 for all three songs or 99 cents each i believe <sighs> all of the proceeds from these three songs go to child's play for a penny arcade you get i will uh, buy Skull the Crusher mc frontal lot song what's that i'll buy the mc frontal lot song because that's actually the I'm, theme song for my favorite webcomic, Akewood. <laughs> you know, the comic that's not funny. Uh, Skullcrusher Mountain from Jonathan Colton. Shh. From the darkest of the hillside thickets. And living at the corner of, a, of Dude and Catastrophe from MC Frontalot. Also a bunch of game videos, including one for Jeopardy, which I downloaded. Actually looks kind of cool. Um, but is a there bunch like of a downloadable Jeopardy game coming out or something? I don't. I think it's a downloadable game. But because it, oh, it's Sony, Sony owns Jeopardy, so yeah, it looks pretty cool. I would I got, buy that actually. Me too. I'm a, I'm a big Jeopardy nut. I own like pretty much. The, I I got the PS2 version, so my wife loves oh, cool. Jeopardy. I like it too. 
one of the yeah, few games to get the family to play. It didn't say in the video play. if it was online or anything. Ooh, legendary! I, you know, like I have an interest in that legendary game just because I don't know. I like D and D fantasy type crap, but I have really cool, I have a feeling it's going to be a shitty game. Yeah, I keep hearing it's kind of mediocre. Yeah, uh, I love like. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to suck. I bet. <laughs> well, it is from Gamecock. <laughs> so, and they haven't put anything good out yet. Pirates Heroes is a Ninja Dodgeball. <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, God. Uh, also, the I two tip videos for Super Stardust HD that they put in the blog are also up uh, for download as well. So, yeah. Oh, you also get a mm-hmm. Little Big Planet theme with uh, Core Episode 4 as well. It's an exclusive theme. Yay. Nice. All right. Uh, Blu-ray new releases. Mark, you want to hit those? Anything good coming out at all? Um, Baby Mama. God. (laughs) I actually do want to see that because I like what's her name. Not the other one, but I like what's her name. Tina Fey or... uh, Tina Fey. Yeah, I like Tina Fey. I'm her name too. Yeah. Actually, I I liked uh, what's her name from... Yeah, I liked... I love 30 Rock, but... uh, Fuck, what the hell is it? Amy Poehler. That's the other chick. Yeah. Right? I liked yeah. her in Upright Citizens Brigade, but I've kind of hated her and everything else I've seen her in. Um, <laughs> We got, let's see, Blu-ray Masters Ooh. of Horror Bundle, Season 1, Kill Volume, Bill, one, volume 1 and 2. Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Hey, wait till I get there, god damn it. Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Alright, Kill Bill 1 and 2. You know what? This is what I have been freaking waiting for to buy these movies. So yeah. here we go. Finally gonna have to buy them. Um, ooh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Oh, God. Glenn <laughs> completes me. That's the movie that, that actually got me to break up with my girlfriend from Allenton. Wow. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> because of Jerry Maguire. <laughs> We've got a uh, Blu-ray. Wait, tell us why. Yeah. What? I told you oh, he was going to win uh, a supporting Academy Award. No, she and I were supposed <laughs> to go see it together, and she blew it off, and then I found out that she went with somebody else. Ooh. Yeah. But she had a crush on Cuba Gooding Jr. too, didn't she? <laughs> bow, bow, so. bow. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Blu-ray Zombie Bundle, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Den. <laughs> and wait, what the hell? Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Evil Dead 2? Yeah. One I of these things is not like the other. Exactly. Yeah. Um, cool Hand Luke Deluxe Edition. Nice, Again, but does that belong really on Blu-ray? I benefit from Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. I love that movie. I can't death, see that but... at all. Um, what else we got here? Nothing, nothing. Forbidden Kingdom. Was that the Jackie Chan one? Yes. Jackie Chan and Jet Li? Yes. I'll rent that. I thought it looked interesting. Mm. Um, Manilow Live. I might rent that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're killing me. Uh, what else we got? Rudy. Smallville, the complete seventh... Yeah, Rudy, Smallville, Complete 7 Season. That'll get. Superman Returns. Wasn't that already on Blu-ray? Yeah, I don't understand that one because it was already out. It was one of the launch titles. Still haven't seen it. You're not missing a lot. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. That's about it. Other than that, it's... Yeah, that's about uh, it. Yeah. 
some Christmas winter Blu-rays. They watch Night Watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, again, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo, woo-hoo. Yo, yeah, Rudy, Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I'm, I'm a sports film nut, but... No, that's one you actually don't need on Blu-ray, but... Yeah, the DVD is just fine. Is, you can get the but... DVD from Walmart for like five bucks. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's All take right. our last break, and we'll get on to our reviews hands-on and what we've been playing, and we'll get out of Good here. Good God. We haven't even gotten there yet. No, because someone keeps murmuring and stammering and going off topic yeah, worse than I do. <laughs> yeah, man. What's up? I got no job. What else am I going to do? Yeah, you got too much sailor in you. That's the problem. That too. All right. Let's go <laughs> to the break. Awesome. I'm looking for some sailors. <laughs> oh, Shenmue. What a great game. God. <laughs> hey, hey, everyone. My name's Dale Coolis, and I am host of the podcast On Tap, found on the VGEVO Podcast Network or on our new website at ontappodcast.com. And our podcast is a video game alternative podcast. You know, there's a ton of other awesome podcasts that cover the latest happenings of the industry well. So what we do is we focus on reviews, uh, retro reviews, roundtable discussions, and we even make sure to talk about a lot of the dreaded pile of video game movies. If you want to give your iPod or other audio device of your choice something different to listen to, uh, check us out. Look for us on the VGEVO Podcast Network or on tappodcast.com. Thanks. Okay, we're back, and we're going to talk about, I guess first we're going to talk about NBA 09 for the PSP. Uh, hey, again, this is a preview build, and, uh, well, we'll get it out of the way since nobody else really cares about sports ball. Uh, I actually got to play this for a good amount of time over at Mark's house the other night when we were there for, hey, it's his birthday! Happy birthday! Uh, <laughs> Uh, and actually, I'm going to be writing a full preview up for this and putting it up on VGEvo, hopefully this weekend. So, got some pictures and actually a couple videos from Sony that we can put up. Um, but overall, uh, I'm really enjoying this game, which is weird. I never thought I'd want to play an NBA game on the PSP. Uh, the The weird thing about this is, you know, I was sitting over at Mark's in the chair playing around with it, and all of a sudden, I, I bob my head up, and what did I exclaim to you, Mark? Um, it's got pinball. Yeah, it's got seven pinball games on it. That's cool. I want it just for that. Well, the thing is, they're not great. There's three that are actually pretty fun. Four of them are just junk. I don't really understand them. There's one that's kind of a pinball thing, but it's like you're trying to make 21 points by hitting these little targets, and it was kind of dumb. Uh, But not only that, it's really funny because you've got this pretty deep basketball game on a on a handheld. But it's got tons of mode, a franchise mode, one they call a limit quest, which I really haven't gotten into yet. Uh, conquest mode, which is kind of classic to the series. A pickup mode, which is um, you just alternating or alternate choosing from 10 different randomly or 10 random selected NBA players and match up with the CPU. Uh, a whole bunch of mini games like give and go, bang, bang the boards, fast break, elimination, uh, which... Also, they have these different carnival mini games, which is the ones that I kind of hit. Uh, one called Alley Oop, which is kind of like a bowling game. It's kind of weird, uh, but also shooting bricks, which you use a basketball to break apart sections of bricks to clear levels. You know, breakout, uh, hot shot, which is uh, you take multiple shots on a timed basis and try to make as many baskets as possible. Which is 
that's one of those touchscreen games that we always play at the uh, at the bar, where it's just this this basketball uh, rim and, and backboard slide from left to right or whatever, and they slide all around. You try to time the button press with with where you want to throw the ball. It's actually kind of addicting, uh, but a bunch of games like that. So it's also, I think, the first handheld NBA game to support downloadable content. Of course, this doesn't work on the preview build, uh, but it's actually going to have downloadable rosters, things like that. The commentary and the play-by-play are actually really good on this. It it, stay, it keeps up with the game. Uh, Mark, what do you think about the graphics? I honestly, like, obviously I'm not a sports guy, but for a PSP game, it was insane. It was really, really good. I was yeah. really surprised. Never really. stutters. Um, I really never had a, a problem keeping an eye on where my player was. Control with the analog nub is surprisingly good. I'm the, probably the first person to usually complain about the analog nub, but I really had no problems at all. It stays pretty simplistic. You know, it's the standard basketball controls, you know, triangle to jump, circle to shoot, uh, X to try to swat it away. So they kept everything pretty simple, but uh, in terms of a full NBA game, it's a lot of fun. Uh, they they don't have all the bells and whistles like reflections off the court, things like that. So obviously you can see little spots where they took away some graphical assets to make it really run well on the system. But that the trade-off I actually like because, like I said, it never stutters. It runs at a really, really solid frame rate. The sound is excellent. The control is excellent. And this isn't even a final build. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the final build comes out as, but... So far, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, like I said, I'm going to write up a pretty detailed preview for VG Evo. Uh, hopefully, that'll be up by Sunday. But uh, this game is huge. I mean, you, you look at the press release that was sent along with the, the preview build. It's two pages long. So not only do they have yeah. this like really deep basketball game with, you know, you go through that whole life thing like NBA 2K does um, oh, where you try to build your player up from, the, from college and everything else. But it's got all this other ancillary stuff. So... Definitely want to keep your eye on. Uh, I don't even know if we're going to see an NBA Live or a 2K on the PSP. So I don't know if this is going to be your only choice or not. Uh, unfortunately, if there is, this is the only one I have my hands on. So that's all I can really tell you about. Well, that's so, good to hear. They re- they really... Uh, I remember played the original NBA uh, Sony game on the PSP, and that didn't even have commentary, and it felt just a little sluggish. It sounds like they made some strides. and they, They're actually bringing the, the life mode from the PS2 over to the PSP. It's kind of like that. I think they're kind of mimicking what's on the new PS3 and PS2 game this year. They're calling it the Inside, I believe, instead of the Life. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the Inside is called a, now. I was a big fan of the old of the old Life mode. Other than it had some really uh, it had some odd challenges there, but like the right. actually one of the few sports games that had a story that I was like, a huge fan of. Yeah, and actually load times are next to nothing on this game. And uh, when you're in the game, there's no load times at all. It, it it even like right in the middle of the game, all of a sudden it'll it'll zoom in on the face of a player and say, "Oh, this guy's got like he's on a streak, he's on thirteen point streak or whatever." Uh, so they have a really good television style presentation in it, and I mean for a handheld, it's just amazing to see yeah. what they've done with it. Fantastic. So, yeah, well, I'll, I I'll just wish I played like NBA up. Jam then I'd buy it. That'd be great if they did an NBA Jam for it, even if it was like the old SNES one or something. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So, Mark, what do you think about Mercenaries Two? I think it's a stupid, dumb, buggy game, but I have not had that much fun this generation yet. Yeah, it's it's a blast. It's you guys made. I mean, this you is, guys got to make fun of me playing it for an hour. Yeah, this is not like a great game by any means. It's no AAA title, 
but it's so much stupid, stupid fun that you should not ignore it. Yeah. Uh, graphics wise, it's good and it's not. Um, there's a lot of pop in uh, for certain things like grass. Yeah, and some or, of the textures uh, are pretty bad. Actually, yeah, I noticed that too when I was playing it last night. The sound is actually really good, though. It's it's very, very well done. Yeah, uh, except it's too quiet to for the cutscenes. Yeah, the yes. story's passable. I mean, it's basically the whole point of the game is to go around, kill things to earn money, to buy bigger weapons, to make bigger explosions. And you can do it co-op online. Yeah, unless you're Mark. Well, yeah, unless you're me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a buggy, sloppy game. But oh my god, it's so much fun. It's worth if you're interested and you don't have sixty bucks to spend on it. It's at least worth a rental. Yeah, I I don't um, I don't really. I'm not mad about buying it at all. I, we went down to GameStop on no. Sunday and picked it up, and you know I played it for quite a while. I played online with Double Recon for a while, which oh, as a little sidebar, Double Recon is like one of the coolest people I've ever met, and I've never actually met him. Uh, he he like runs a, a theater. I think he's like a general manager or something. He uh, sent me something incredibly cool because I'm a Batman fanatic. He actually sent me the theatrical trailer, or I'm sorry, not the trailer, <laughs> the theater poster for uh, The Dark Knight. The one with the Batman symbol burning in the building. Oh, sweet. Very cool. Yeah. So I got to go get that framed, but uh, thank you so much, sir. Uh, that is just badass. Yeah. I, uh, I'm truly, truly grateful. Uh, so that'll have to go into the Batman collection with like the whole room full of stuff I have now. So anyway, um, yeah, we, we played online for a little while at Mark's house, which is funny because now I can't connect to Mark and he can't connect to yeah, me, but it's gotta be uh, my damn network. I tried to connect to Wally too and I can't. Yeah. So I'm going to reset my modem and router again and try it. Yeah. Uh, during the time we played though, no lag problems whatsoever. Uh, we were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, double Recon's down in Florida. Uh, voice worked great, even though I didn't have a headset. I was using the uh, PSI microphone, and he could hear me. Uh, it worked really well. The one thing about it is because of the technical limitations, because of the engine that they're using with, you know, everything's so destructible, because things stay destroyed, and, like, a car you leave somewhere stays there. Uh, you can only get about a half a kilometer away from each other, so you can't be on opposite sides of the map, map like, an, uh, like a crackdown yeah. or something like that. Um, That's pretty good, though, because the map is so big and so open. You'd never yeah. see each other otherwise. Yeah. Um, but literally, you can if you see it and you have enough firepower, you can blow it up. Yeah. It like it really is just stupid fun. You can hijack cars like Grand Theft Auto. Like I never played the yep. first mercenary, so I'm assuming all this was in there too. But it's all mission based. Like I think this is like the fun I wanted out of Grand Theft Auto 4. Not to say that that game wasn't fun. But it's the the part of the older Grand Theft Autos that I really like, just stealing cars, going around killing people, shooting stuff. Um, you, whereas you know Grand Theft Auto Grand 4, Theft Auto 4 I, right? you could, you know, but you I didn't like it nearly as much as the old ones. I thought Grand Theft Auto, Auto 4 succeeded so much better as a cinematic game, whereas like the just the random destruction got boring like almost immediately for me. It wasn't nearly as fun as the old ones. Right. Um, this I, to me, this is a lot closer to Crackdown on 360, where yeah. it's it's just minus the power ups and superpowers. It's got a more military bent to it, where you're collecting weapons and cars and tanks and whatever, and just blowing the shit out of everything. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty cool when you call in an airstrike and it just blows everything up. And I mean, I'm not very far in the game yet, because I, I, it kind of sucks because I was playing at Mark's house and I got 
I got a couple hours into it, and then I forgot to take my save file with me, so I had to start over last night here at home. Yeah. Uh, I found out that there's actually a Zoom feature, which... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I've got um, all you guys one... berating me around the, around the TV, so I couldn't pay attention to the tutorial. Uh-uh. Oh, whatever, tutorial. It's all in words on the screen, read. <laughs> no, but one of my big gripes about this is I was over at my buddy's house all day and we were playing, but there's no split screen co-op, which really yeah. sucks. I don't understand why developers are actually getting away from this. Now you got widescreen TVs, so it actually works better because you get more screen real estate, but now they're dropping it. But anyway, like we just traded off playing back and forth today and like we we're just oh, having okay. a blast with it. So much stupid fun. See, you talk about how buggy it is. I really haven't run into a lot of bugs, but I ran into a huge one last night that I had to call you about. I was, yeah, uh, that was funny. It was like in the tutorial mission at the very beginning, and and they airlifted a car in for me. So I'm starting to drive this car, and you have to drive through all these barriers, like all sandbags and everything. And I get towards where I need to go for my next checkpoint, and I hit this barrier. And literally, it was like I went into a catapult, and it it just flung me. <laughs> A half a mile across the map, way up in the air. My Jeep and everything. I mean, I was airborne for at least 30 seconds. So <laughs> there's no way That's I could awesome. save myself or anything. Yeah, so that, you know, that was kind of a like, bad bug. It's not like game crashing bugs, but almost every play session, you're going to see some sort of glitch, whether it's something like that or clipping, really bad clipping problems or AI. Like, I'm in this big gun I don't know, transport thing that's like got two gun turrets on it and uh-huh. the computer allies are like getting in with me and the one guy gets in the front mounted gun and then I want the dude to get in the back mounted gun. So I'm hitting the horn. So he gets in and he can't figure out how to get in the vehicle. So he's running laps around the vehicle for like five minutes before <laughs> I start pulling away a little bit and suddenly he jumps on and gets in. It's just little like sloppy things like that, that, the game probably could have benefited from another six months to a year. But even then, for what the game actually is, that time I don't think would have benefited it much more as in as far as like sales or anything go. And, and it sucks right. to see it getting some bad reviews. GameStop gave it a 5 out of 10. I think that's bullshit. I mean, based on what I've played, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. And that's... I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's not like a AAA game. It, 7 it's is still really... a fun game to play. Yeah, it's a really cool idea, and it's well executed in a lot of ways, but there's certain things that hold it back from greatness. Yeah. Um, but but I'm, in the end, I'm it really doesn't matter it so because far. it's fun. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's one of those games that's just mindless, blow the shit up fun. Yeah, it's like uh, Earth Defense Force on 360. That's one of my favorite games, but it is a horrible, horrible technical mess. But yeah. I think it's incredibly fun. This is far better than that. So there you go. I have no All idea right. what that has to do with anything. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I can hear some pump. Yeah, there it goes. Hey, there it goes. At it's least that one's working. Wisconsin all day, kids. Yeah. Um, see, we've like stunned Dale into silence. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> now that we're done with that, before we get to uh, Disgaea 3, we got another, hey. another news item that we forgot to cover, so we'll do it real quick. Um, no, we, we got don't. details today that uh, you'll actually be able to transfer all but three of your songs from Rock Band to Rock Band 2, and it's going to cost $5. Uh, So what will happen is once you pay the $5, it'll put an export tab uh, in the, I think it's in the store somewhere in in Rock Band itself. 
Uh, the three songs, two of them are actually covers. Uh, the three songs are Enter Sandman by Metallica, Paranoid as Made Famous by Black Sabbath, and Run to the Hills by, as Made Famous by Iron Maiden, uh, which sucks because I really like Run to the Hills. So Ditto. five bucks to put 55 new, more songs in a Rock Band 2 without having to switch anything. That's pretty badass. It is. Yeah, that is. Yeah, overall, yeah, a little fee, not, not that big a deal. I mean, considering, you know, what you're paying, just consider like a big download pack for five bucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 55 more songs that we, even though we've been playing them before, there's a lot of fan favorites in there. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that one. Just the fact that we get to put all the songs on there is very, very nice. To me. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> Dale, grab your pillow. It's time for Mark to talk about Disgaea 3 for the PS3. Oh, whatever. All right. Um, I won't talk that long. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only going to do a hands-on because I put, I think, about six hours into it, but I want to play some more before I actually completely review it. Um, Basically, if you were a fan of the past Disgaea's, this one is more or less more of the same, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, Not to sound like a graphics whore, but there is really no reason this should be on PS3. It honestly looks like an upscaled PS2 game. The polygon stuff is so basic that it really does look like it was from a PS2, just sharper. A lot of the textures are blurry. The sprites are low res and badly filtered, and especially when it zooms in, they look awful. I'm a huge fan of 2D games, but I'm really disappointed with what they did, especially considering all of the character like menu art and dialogue art is all in high res. So I don't understand what happened. Like maybe it was a PS2 game that decided to switch to PS3 in the middle of development. But frankly, it kind of sucks. I would have thought it would have sold more on PS2 or personally, I would much rather have something like this on PSP since I love to play games like this on the go because it's a lot easier to put a lot more time into it when I can take the game anywhere. But anyway, like, on the like go I said, your chair to your couch or uh, to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> like I said though it plays just like the oldest guy is insane combos like more micromanagement than you could ever imagine uh, it, it plays great the story is pretty funny so far um, I actually skipped Disgaea 2 so I can't compare it to that but compared to Disgaea 1 I think I like Disgaea 1 story a little better so far but this one just kind of makes fun of gamers and anime fans and otaku in general so it's a little amusing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good game. I can't say I would recommend somebody go out and buy a PS3 for it, but if you're a Disgaea fan and you have a PS3, it's definitely worth picking up. And if you've never played a Disgaea game before, it seems a little easier to get into. It's just chock full of tutorials. I'm still doing tutorials into the second chapter. So, Jeez. yeah, it might not be a bad way to get into the strategy RPG scene. Just expect it to look like a PS2 game running off a of Blu-ray. So I'll do a full review <laughs> next week. Can can right. you still well, you s- have, have your guy go up to like level thousand? Actually, it goes up to nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine now. Oh, Jeez. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, they went a little over the top this time. Maybe that's why it's on PS3 because the PS2 couldn't crunch all the numbers. <laughs> the power of the cell. Oh, it's up to nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. We could only yeah. get up to five thousand on the PS2. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's it's a strategy game at heart. I know it's billed as a strategy RPG, but this will not appease all the people waiting for more RPGs on 
PS3. I want to say like strategy. Mm-hmm. All right then. Mm-hmm. 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 That's right. <laughs> All right, Dale. Uh, we usually hit the what we've been playing this this uh, about this time in the in the whole process. And you actually had a game that uh, you had PM me about that you wanted to talk about. So I know you've got quite a bit to talk about, so why don't you get us started? Uh, I'll try not to make it overly long, but no, just going by on the VGEVO forums, there seemed to be a lot of uh, anticipation for Eternal Sonata coming out on the system. You know, Japanese RPGs, so it seems like a lot of people have been demanding those for PS3. and uh, Coincidentally enough, just uh, just... A few weeks ago, I finally got around to beating the 360 version. I actually started it right when it came out. It was one of those games I put like an hour or two into each month or so, just a little bit until like the last month, month and a half, I really started cramming towards it, trying to made a goal for myself to beat it before the summer end. It's actually the first Japanese RPG I ever beat it. I invested some time into others before, but happy I finally got around to beating one of them. And I really like this game. Um, uh, It has a crazy story. I mean... I'm, I don't know if people who aren't familiar with it, but it's actually based around a famous musical composer, Frederick Chopin. I'm sorry if I butcher his name, but he's, he's on his deathbed, and you're in like this fantasy world, you know. So while Frederick is on his deathbed after a devastating night with Chuck's mom, you're you're in his fantasy world, <laughs> controlling all these crazy, <laughs> you like that. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, it goes in a fantasy world, typical crazy RPG-ness here. And the thing I really liked about it, that really happened for me is I don't I don't know if you guys like your RPGs linear or like non-linear, non-linear like the big openness of Oblivion and stuff like that. But I really liked the linear how just this game kind of not really guided you in a straight path, but it wasn't that hard to get lost. And that's what I really liked about this game. And the narrative was I I, I really liked the narrative. There were parts I thought I could have used some work. Um, I think I heard you guys talk about this before, but like there's these in the cutscenes, there's these odd little, not really long, but noticeable one to two second pauses between like each line of dialogue. I don't know if it's, I don't think it's accessing the noise. I don't think it's ac- It's taking the time to load the line of dialogue off the DVD, but I think it's actually how the cutscenes are designed because there are hmm. a couple moments in the game where characters actually cut, cut each other off, but it just kind of hmm. really like just kind of makes some cutscenes really drag out but other than that I really like the story it gets real real crazy towards the end but I don't want to spoil it but um yeah the, and then the other thing that really had me high on this game was the battle system I, I read other people talk about it being too easy too simple but for me I, th- I like it as a nice little hybrid of real time and turn based where you actually got like several seconds to work with and deal as much damage as you can you build up a little meter called an echo meter and once you build that up, you can unleash it at whatever time you want, and that deals like a big, powerful attack. And unlike certain other RPGs, there's no two-minute-long summon animation. It's like usually over in a few seconds. So hmm. I, I like that. And just the battles are real fun, too, especially on the defense of every time an enemy attacks, unless they attack you from behind, uh, they, you got a split second to counter the attack, where you if you successfully counter it, you you deal just like you only take a, a small percentage of the damage instead of taking the full amount. So it really makes the uh, combat a lot more interactive compared to other RPGs I played and just hope you don't, or you just hope the random amount of hit points you take, you, you know, you ended up getting damaged with 
doesn't knock your character out. So battles are real fun to play. I actually look forward to the battles, and the battles aren't random too. So that's that's another thing I like. Not a big fan of random battles. The game, it's it's. I don't know how what people look for in length and far as RPGs go. It took me 38 hours to complete, but and I, I'm one of the people too that takes their time with most games. Like I did as many side quests as I could. So I'm I wouldn't be surprised if other people took like around 30 hours or so to beat. But hmm. yeah, that, but overall, I mean. And there's also a standard new game plus option. So once you beat the game, you can go through it with your dudes all leveled up with all their equipment and stuff. So there's some replayability, which I may may decide to attempt later on down the road. And you know, for the PS3 version, they're adding, like you guys read in the covered in the news, if people didn't hear it, but uh, you know, they're going to have a bonus dungeon and some extra characters for your party. So that bonus content will definitely be awesome to play through. So. I'd recommend it, um, but I don't. If it goes for sixty, though, that just seems a little. Even with the bonus content coming out a year after it already being released, sixty may seem a little high. Maybe suggest me waiting to come down to forty or so. But uh, I don't know if, if you're if you're craving a Japanese RPG, I'd I'd recommend Eternal Sonata. Cool, cool. What else well, have you been? I heard you took up took us up on our challenge from last week. Oh yeah, yeah. As far yeah, what else has been playing the yeah the Rocket Men? Uh, yeah, I I downloaded that and I, I well just a trial of course, but you know it's not a horrible game, but it's not it's not a great one either. Um, it reminded me a lot of those other standard just kind of running gun games they got on for downloadable games, kind of like a Battlefield or not Battlefield, uh, Wolf, uh Commando, Wolf, and. Uh, kind of assault heroes but yeah it wasn't bit. it just seemed like they threw like a zillion guys there and it can be a little too much to handle but it's one of those ones you don't want to play alone if you got to play through it uh play through it with a friend but i don't know the game it, it wasn't that fun i didn't have a whole lot of fun with it but it's just kind of like they throw waves of bad guys on you guys boom just kill everything but i don't know it just didn't seem that much fun as i as i had it with i really like the commando game a lot. Yeah, Commando's yeah. fun. Yeah. This one does a whole account. The problem I have with Rocket Men is just that you would get stuck on stuff all the time and you couldn't backtrack at all, but you would get items stuck in a spot that you couldn't go to, and it was just the collision detection was horrible and that was the that yeah. was what really got me with that game. I noticed a, I noticed a little bit of that. Like it seemed like the you couldn't you couldn't go backwards. So like the game just kept guiding you and like if you missed a pickup you're kinda screwed and yeah, I know it's a little collision right. problems. Like, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, I I wouldn't recommend download or paying for it at all. Uh, there you have the through. champion of the bad game, and he wouldn't even get it. No, <laughs> no, no. Even if it's like a buck, I wouldn't get it. <laughs> Damn. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, there's there's so much other great stuff for download right now. Um, just downloadable games have been really hitting their stride the past few months. It's one of those games I wouldn't. I I just wouldn't bother investing in. Hmm. Uh, do you want me to run through the rest I've been playing then? Sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. All right. Uh, I kind of spent some time uh, earlier this week catching up on some demos. Uh, I just kind of usually check to see if there's some demos, and every now and then just kind of build up a little backlog of demos. So I caught up on a few. Um, I tried Face Breaker, and wasn't a fan. I I liked Ready Ready to Rumble back in the day, and. I don't know, something about Facebreaker, I just couldn't cut it for me. So, yeah. 
look, looked nice, and I like how they got the face creator. You can map your own face by taking a picture with the camera, but that right. that was taking ungodly long. I don't know. Did you guys try that? Mm-hmm. I heard it took a long time. I, I never tried it. Well, I took a photo and lined up all the mapping points on my face, and uh, I let it run for like five minutes, and said I was only like 25% done, so I just backed out of it. Oh. Wow. So, yeah. And then I tried a Civilization Revolution demo, and that was one I've been meaning to try for a long time. And this was actually the first Civilization game I ever played. I watched some other friends play it before, and it just always seemed like the game would just be just too much to comprehend. With I know it's turn-based, but it just seemed like there's so many little nuances with all the rules and everything. And you know, Civilization Revolution really, really surprised me. That it had a great tutorial when I started up a game, really helped kind of guided me through and give me some good recommendations there. And uh, before I knew it, I was playing for two hours. And uh, later that wow. day, I ended up ordering the game online and found a pretty nice. decent deal for it, brand new. So I don't know. Did, nice. did you guys get a chance to play Revolution yet? It's still in my demo queue. I haven't played it yet. But I've, I'm the same. I've never played a Civilization game before, and I've really, really wanted to try it. But I'm almost afraid I'll like it because I don't have the time to sink into a game like that. <laughs> You get this guy yeah. free to play. Yeah, for now. <laughs> I was honestly expecting not to get into that game at all, but yeah, I, I, was, I was surprised. And I was talking to some people at work, and I guess they already some other. I know some Civ fans at work, and I'm surprised that game has online play because I think Civilization is like one of the games that traditionally take like a real long time to complete around it. Yeah, and the first like one didn't even though, have multiplayer. It was all single player. Oh crap! Yeah. Hmm. If I remember correctly, I'll, pr- I'll try. I'll probably try and play online. I don't know if I'll be. I think I'll just consider it a miracle if I manage to complete a round. But yeah, I'm very happy <laughs> with that game. Very happy with that game. Glad I decided to order it. And then nice. uh, other, other than that, uh, I tried the Castle Crashers uh, demo. I think I'll probably end up buying that oh, sometime yeah, down you the should. line here. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I didn't. It, it's am I right? It did. This was made by the same dudes who did Alien Hominid, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, because, yeah, this is like the same, almost the same visual style. And I forgot how much I yeah. used to spend on, how much time I used to spend on Newgrounds playing all the little Flash games there. And yeah, the, the game just looks great for like two on, on HD. I'm, I'm surprised at how awesome it looks. And it was just quick, fast, fun. I'm sure you guys probably talked about it a lot already, but I don't want to spend too much time on it. But yeah, I was surprised how fun and easy it was just to pick up and play. And yeah, yeah. can't wait to rock that yeah. one Trust online. Me, it gets really hard. <laughs> oh crap! You have to play it with yeah. other people. You have to. Not like Alien Hominid hard, but it gets challenging. Oh, oh yeah. Alien Hominid! I couldn't even get past like the first stage. But and then other than that, uh, played some MotorStorm. Caught up on not re- still kind of real hard, far behind in that game. Um. When I first got it, I got like stuck on like the second ticket real early on. I never really picked it up for a long time and threw it in uh, several days ago and got up to the fourth ticket. So I'm having fun with MotorStorm cool. again. And uh, finally just doing the usual uh, rock band goodness with my buddies on the weekend. Uh, we're real starting to close the gap on actually completing the world tour. We're getting to the point now, though, where the last remaining gigs are at almost all – we have to play on hard difficulty to play them, and not everyone in our bands uh, can, can can handle that difficulty. So, right, uh, we may run into some troubles trying to get it there, but we're trying to get it done here before Rock Band Two comes out. So, nice. <laughs> that, 
and then then another year of awesomeness trying to complete that band world tour mode. So but yeah, that's all I've been playing. <laughs> well, the nice thing is you can do it online this year. Rock Band Tool actually yes. allows you to do world tour online, which is awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Yes. If yeah. Any, if anyone, any of you guys plan on playing a lot of Rock Band online, uh, hit hit me up. Uh, I'm sorry to say, but I know a lot of people here will probably kill me. I'm getting the 360 version because I got a lot of <laughs> DLC. I got. A lot, I, that's where I got all my DLC, so I yeah. can't yeah. turn my back on it. But if any of you guys plan on playing on 360, uh, pl- uh, send me an invite and help me plow through Band World Tour modes. So, <laughs> what's your uh, gamer tag? Oh shit, yeah, um, uh, Gruel G R U E L. So that's it. Nice. Any PSN friends too? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely hit me up on PSN. I only got like 18 people on my friends list, so I need Whoa. more. Uh, and that on one is GF Gruel. So same thing, just two more letters. All right, mm. that it for you, Dale? Mm. Yep, yep. That's everything. All right, Mark. Yes. You play it's my anything birthday. at all? No, it's not. Oh, uh, yeah. There's the uh, the one game I was pissed I forgot to mention last week. Uh, Ease Book One and Two on the Virtual Console. And why was I pissed? Yeah. Because uh, it's my favoriteest game series ever, ever, <laughs> yeah. ever. Even though you tried to you tried to play it at three in the morning, all drunk off your ass, and you played about five. Yeah. minutes went, oh, I'm done. Yeah, I'm like fuck this. <laughs> um, <laughs> like this is the oldest of the old school RPGs, maybe not, but it was the uh, the flagship Turbo Graphics CD game. Um, yeah. Ease is actually a very, very old Japanese role-playing series. And it's a well, kind of action RPG. Um, I can't even remember when the first one came out. It was for like Japanese PCs in like 87 or something like that. But it's been remade dozens of times. Um, the most well-known is obviously this Turbo version because it adds a rockin' synth rock soundtrack, full voice, which is surprisingly good for when this came out in, I think, 1990. Um, and it's, uh, got those great full screen, barely animated anime cutscenes that we all used to love back in the day. But, you know, honestly, this game still holds up kind of well. The graphics in the actual game aren't great anymore. You have the, the linebacker mechanic where the main character just plows into enemies. You don't even swing a sword. You actually just run into them and you have to hit them at the right angle to damage them. But it still kind of works. It's streamlined. Let's, let's look at it that way. Um, but yeah, this, this series is one of my favorite of all time, mostly because like they keep remaking it. There's a Japanese PC remake from, oh man, that was probably from 2000, I think. And that's phenomenal. Great graphics. It's still going. Ease 6 was released in the U S as Ease Ark of Nepishtim for PS2 and PSP, um, like a year ago, no, two years ago. I finally got that just like. Last month, it finally came in. I had it on hold for the longest time, and it finally came in at our local game shop. Did you play it yet? Nice. No. <laughs> Soon. Is it, is, it a, hey, uh, is it a worthy six? Uh, worthy. Uh, it is. Addition. Six is the one that really revamped everything. They gave it like a straight up action RPG 3D engine that works incredibly well. Like six was the first one. There have been two since then, like a remake of three and then a prequel called Ease Origin that only hit Japanese PCs, but they've made it like one of the most perfect action RPGs I've ever played. So I recommend it. But the PS2 version, PSP version has really horrendous load times that are not mm. fun to deal with. 
Well, I mean, mm-hmm. Eastbook 1 and 2 on the Turbo Graphics is actually still one of the few RPGs I've ever actually finished. I love that game to death. Or those yeah. Games. They're fantastic. I think they do hold up well. Like, not as good as other games, but I still love well, them. They the music. Put some time and money into the voice great. acting, too, and, and the translation from the Japanese to American. I mean, they yeah, really put the, some time into that game. The, that, the voice acting in that is actually better than a lot of modern games. Like, no joke. Yeah. It's crazy. And then you get to Ease 3 on Turbo CD, and they obviously uh, went budget because that's got some of the worst voice acting I've ever heard. Yeah, it's really bad. But yeah, that's the past. Now it's the future. Um, Castle Crashers. We played. Man, how many hours did we play that on Monday? Probably like two, two and a half. Yeah, it was like you, me, Trick Man, and Saber Girl was playing for a little while. And then, and then we played off. a little bit. Yeah, we played a little bit online after it was released. God, that that game. It's a great beat 'em up. They did an yeah. incredibly good job on it. Like everything Dale it's said. Longer and more. than I thought too. Yeah, it's pretty long, but you can level up your guys, unlock new moves, new magical attacks, tons of characters to unlock, tons of weapons. It's definitely one of my favorite beat 'em ups ever. Ever, but uh, in my opinion, it's still not as good as Guardian Heroes on the Sega Saturn. And not yeah. quite as good as the Capcom Dungeons and Dragons RPG or arcade beat 'em ups. Maybe better than the first one, but Shadow over Mistara or whatever it was is just such a fantastic beat 'em up that incorporates RPG elements really, really well. That this yeah. isn't quite as good. It still suffers from some of the alien hominid problems where you've got all these gigantic enemies or foreground elements that block your characters and you can't see what's happening. Mm, yeah, that's, so, that was a major problem. Where the hell yeah, am I? Not, where the hell am I? Exactly. It's not as bad here because you have a life bar where alien hominid one hit and you're dead, but yeah. it still kind of sucks, but you can just mash the button or hold down block and hope you don't get hit. Um, yeah, definitely was, be jealous at 360s. Yeah, oh, definitely. But it, it works well. Actually, I shouldn't say it works well online. There's a lot of online bugs at the moment. I can't get in a four-player game without getting dumped, but I can play three-player oh, games yeah. online, and those seem to work really well. Yeah. Um, This is a game that PS3 owners should actually be jealous is not on their system, and there's nothing quite like it. Yeah, so, we're getting Fat yeah. Princess soon. That's true. Not quite the same, but it'll be fun. Um, <laughs> Other than that... PS3 stuff, I obviously was playing Mercs 2 and Disgaea 3. Played a lot more Soul Calibur 4, perfecting my custom Steve Perry character. Uh, we crafted... <laughs> yeah, well, we were out game hunting this weekend. I, <laughs> we found the, the brand new Journey album, <laughs> which the Walmart exclusive Journey album with their new lead singer, Arnel Pineda, I think his name is. Uh, he's from the Philippines, right? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, um, like he sound he sounds so much like Steve Perry. If it wasn't for his accent, he would probably yeah. sound like a dead ringer for Steve Perry. But the album it's, it's was actually an al- one the DVD. Yeah, the, it was an amazing like collection because it's got an album full of new songs, an album full of classic Journey songs with uh, him singing, and then a concert DVD of him, of course. And it's yeah. just weird hearing that voice come out of him. <laughs> but he he's kind of styled himself to look a little bit like Steve Perry with a Asian flair now. <laughs> Asian flair. Yeah. We made a import char- import Perry character in Soul Calibur 4 too, so he can fight Steve Perry now. <laughs> um played 
a little bit of Bionic Commando rearmed um, when Nine Volt was over this weekend. <laughs> but we played the co-op for about two sucks. minutes. Yeah, no, he's like, it's too hard. Let's play something else. <laughs> <laughs> Can't jump. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to keep going. It works really well in co-op, though. I liked it. I'd like to play more. Yeah. I wish it was online. Um, I think that's it for PS3. Oh, well, I played very little of The Last Guy. I played kind of the intro stage. It, it's interesting, but I don't know if I really like it that much. Yeah, well. I don't know. Did you play it at all? We didn't review it yet. Uh, I downloaded no, I it. It's still in my queue. Yeah. yeah, I'll play it a little more. Terry, I, Terry got to the second level. No, no, he got to the third level, didn't he? I don't know. I wasn't watching. Yeah, Terry got to the third level, so we get to watch it quite a bit. Huh. I don't know. I got to give that one more time. I'm not real sold on it yet. But uh, no, other than that... Terry, it was Greg. Oh, Greg was playing it? Dop. Yeah, Greg got to the third <laughs> level. Yeah, Dop. Kid Doppler. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, other than that, I uh, when we were out game hunting, I found Final Fantasy Tactics for PSP for 14 bucks, I think. Yeah. So I've been meaning to pick that up for a while, so I did, and I've been playing a little bit of that on PSP. So I've been in, been in strategy RPG overload lately. Huh. It's great. That's still, like, my favorite strategy RPG ever. And the new translation, like, it gets a little over the top with the Shakespearean dialogue, but it's not that bad, but... It's still the story makes so much more sense now that it's right. I think it's definitely worth playing over the original PS1 version, especially with the new the little anime cutscene things they put in are really nicely done. Right. Mm hmm. That's all. You sure? Sure. I actually wrote it down this no, time no. so I wouldn't forget anything. Uh, you'll still think of something. Probably. Um, I, we've pretty much talked about a lot of the stuff that I've already played. Castle Crashers. Um played i actually played the nhl 2k9 demo last night now i haven't played any of the other uh the other nhl 2009 or anything like that i don't think there's a demo out for it but um yeah i'm not big into hockey is there a demo for it yep i saw one up okay um i'll have to try that out but so far man nhl 2k9 that's like the best hockey game i've ever played it is so good it controls oh, wow. really well. It's easy to follow. It's easy to control. It looks great. It runs great. It's got a lot of bells and whistles, but I really enjoyed it. So I'll have to try the NHL two, 2009 demo. But um, like I said, I'm not into hockey. I don't understand half the rules even. But uh, every now and then I'd play an NHL game or whatever on the Genesis or SNES or whatever. But, uh, man, it's really good. So I, I recommend anybody download that demo and give it a try. Playing, I, I played the the Force Unleashed demo a couple more times. Man, that game that's going to be a lot of fun. I, I, I agree. I'm a little worried about replayability, but I, I think it's going to be just a blast. Played some Soul Calibur for Mark's house. Uh, played uh, some of that NBA 09 on the PSP. Actually, uh, Mark and I, Martin was great enough to scope out a game for us for the PSP over in Japan and send it over. Uh, PSP collection uh, or uh, Turbo Graf or what is it? PC Engine collection for the PSP. Uh, mm -hmm. A couple of games I'm not going to touch because they're pretty much digital comics or whatever. But um, one of the games on there is actually an old PC Engine shmup that was made for what's called the arcade card, which is a memory upgrade that had I'd say about maybe 20 games that worked with it. And uh, one of them is this the shmup called Sapphire which is absolutely gorgeous. It's one of those real rare, hard-to-find games for the for the PC Engine CD. 
goes for like a couple hundred bucks usually. I actually well, like have five hundred, I think, for yeah, for it's, the original it's press. And I, I might have a bootleg. I'm not sure. I never checked, but um, I actually found it. I was talking to to Mark about it, and I said, "Yeah, it stretches it on the screen." But I found a way to actually make it so it's four three on the screen. Uh, but it, it's such a cool game, and and you play it, and I'm still amazed that it was on the PC Engine on on the TurboGrafx CD. It is just gorgeous. Polygons everywhere. Uh, a whole bunch of scaling effects, all kinds of things. The soundtrack is just awesome on it. Uh, really fun game, but insanely hard. So I uh, I got to level two today, and I was happy with myself. So <laughs> playing a lot of that, just trying to get better with that game. Um, playing some Mercs 2, not enough, uh, as much as I wanted to play at least. Um, and also a lot of Warhawk. You know, the new update has just really invigorated me again on it. Played with some jetpacks last night before we got into Warhawk Wednesday. You know, Warhawk Wednesday where the Indus guys are supposed to be there. And Actually, two of them showed up last <laughs> night. But, <laughs> brought to you by Indus, so we don't have to be there. Um, so playing a lot of Warhawk, which is just, I don't know, I don't know what my problem is. Hopefully SOCOM Confrontation or um, Resistance 2 or something will take me away from it. That's pretty much it. Uh, like I said, I watched a couple movies, watched The Condemned and High Def, but I also watched... Uh, the Invasion, the Nicole Kidman remake of a remake of a remake of a remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and man, it is it is the worst version. Uh, absolutely horrible. I hated it. Um, wow. Oh, it was awful. Just, oh, awful. <laughs> uh, I have not watched my Blu-ray of uh, Batman Begins, though, so I, I really want to watch that this week. Hmm. Other than that, I uh, think that's about it. Well... Oh, some more Williams collection on the PSP, of course. I play that all the time. So, but eh, I've been putting a lot of time into that NBA 09 second right to review up this week, or the preview up this week, and I think that might be about it. Oh, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a return message uh, about the whole championship sprint thing we talked about last week, and uh, <laughs> he agreed that game sucks. So, <laughs> never buy a championship sprint on the PSN. Never. Never. <laughs> It's no Super Sprint. Super Sprint was awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, Championship Sprint, it, it's it's a great arcade translation. The graphics are all, you know, up up converted and everything else, but the problem is the control is just ass. It's it's completely oh. unusable after after the fourth race. Oh, hmm. crap. Because you don't have a wheel. You have, yeah, I don't want to get into it. Gotcha. <laughs> you make me cry. Yeah, it, it's been a pretty fun week. You know, we... We sat at Mark's house for three days and got really drunk three nights in a row and Woo-hoo, played a happy few birthday. games there. So happy birthday, Mark! Yay! Yay! So um, yeah, it was. It's you know we go game shopping and what do I find? I find a uh, Blu-ray and I find um, a couple of, of comedy CDs. So I don't even buy any games. Yeah, we watched uh, Dewey Cox on Blu-ray, which fun movie. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I got it for fifteen bucks, but uh, it's the unrated version. So all of a sudden they had this scene where everybody's kind of. I don't know, smoking pot or whatever and everything else, and there's this dude schlong there. We're like, whoa! So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I don't that need was to pretty see that movie up. again. That was a good uh, if you watch, <clears throat> If you watch Walk Hard, make sure that you've seen Ray and Walk the Line because they really reference those two movies a lot and kind of parody those movies. Uh, I think I if you watch them, those movies, you get a lot I, more out of it. I might have. What was that yeah. one? I haven't seen either one, and I didn't get a whole lot out of Walk Hard. Yeah. Tim Meadows is the man. Tim Meadows was great in that movie, but again, <laughs> yeah. you have to see Ray to really understand half of what he's doing. But 
Yeah, I, I enjoyed it because I've seen Ray and I've seen Walk the Line, even though, like I said, I think Walk the Line could have been a lot better. Uh, Ray was, in, you know, it was it was ex- it was a fun movie to watch, but yeah. So, um, yeah, that's about it. I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Wow. So actually, we gotta we gotta figure out a way to give away pain. Hmm. How about this? Uh, what former member of Kids in the Hall is in the movie Postal? Email that to us at podcast at psnation.org, and that will get you into the hopper to win a free copy of Pain for the U.S. Or actually, I'm sorry, the North American PSN store. So we will uh, send you a code for pain if you get that correct and we pick your name out of the hat. Yay. All right. So, uh, all right, well, Dale already went over where we can find them, so let's go over this crap and we'll get out of here because we're really long today. And I got to pee. Too bad. You're staying right there. Uh, Tough it out. Reach us a lot of different ways to do it. You can actually go to VGEVO.com or you can actually type this PSNation.org, which takes you to our our little spot on the forums at VGEVO.com. Uh, get out there and register. A lot of people have said they've registered because I bugged them, and hopefully I'm bugging people even more to get them to get their asses out there and register. It's free. It takes a couple of minutes, and uh, it is definitely growing and growing and growing. Uh, and we've we've actually got some great discussions going on right now, including the Madden League, I believe, is starting Sunday. So uh, I think they're all taken, but we're actually taking a couple of sub names just in case people don't register in the actual league. Those of you that have signed up for the Madden League in the thread, you need to actually go out to Madden and uh, actually go in and join the league on the game itself. So make sure you do that. Uh, if you want to reach us and you have Skype, you can actually connect directly to our account and that is WDT-Torgo, uh, or you can leave us a voicemail uh, just on a regular phone line, and that's 920-626-4464. Standard long-distance uh, charges apply. You can also email us an MP3 file, try to keep it about two minutes or less, uh, or you can just send us a regular email like everybody else has been doing, and you can send that to podcast at psnation.org. Uh, don't forget to go out to ps3fanboy.com and pspfanboy.com where we get all of our news from for the show. Uh, Other than that, I think we're all done. I will have a link for our Twitter feed and also for our Facebook group in the show notes, as well as a link to all of the on tap stuff in the show notes. If you want to reach that easily, Uh, we'll put that in there as well. Thank you. What's the website again? On tap podcast.com. All right. And they're also, also while you're there, there's also a, if you if you happen to be wrestling fans, uh, there is a link on the nav bar there to uh, a new a new podcast I started it up just a month ago called the Cheap Pop. Uh, we got a couple episodes <laughs> in, so if any just saying if any people here are wrestling fans, give it a shot. Damn it! Why don't I have the Mick Foley theme? All I have is this. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> it's great to be here in Wisconsin. <laughs> poor mark is just sitting going i have no idea what's going on hey i used to watch wrestling in the 80s i grew up with it um i as a little side note before we go um nwa which eventually turned into wcw basically uh he had a whole region basically from florida up to kansas and and i think it was a little bit above kansas uh, but they used to come through kansas city every wednesday night and my uncle who was a cop and a bunch of the other cops off duty would do security there. So we'd go and watch it every Wednesday, get in for free and go and watch it. And, you know, I got to go backstage a few times and meet like Ric Flair and all these, uh, 
uh, who was it? Uh, 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 Butch Reed, the natural Butch Reed, uh, a bunch of the old wrestlers. So I, I kind of grew up with it. And I understand what's all going on. So I never really got into it. But uh, the funniest thing was it was at a really small place in Kansas City downtown called Memorial Hall, pretty small venue. And they had all the heels come out of one side and they had all the all the good guys come out of the other side. And there's these two old ladies had to be in their late 70s, early 80s that would sit directly above the doorway where the heels would come out. And they had all these like cop whistles and everything. And if they would walk out, you'd never hear so many swear words in a row. Just this <laughs> this tirade of of just cussing and cussing and cussing at these guys, blowing their whistles and everything. It was just hilarious to watch. So eh, I got a kind of a history with wrestling. <laughs> but anyway. That's I, I didn't get a chance to meet any wrestlers like you, but damn, that sounds awesome, dude. Especially with NWA Mid South there. That that was a that was some cream of the crop wrestling back in the eighties. Oh, it was great. It was you know this is basically when I was watching it. It was uh, late nineties or I'm no, no I'm sorry not late nineties late eighties early nineties. So um, yeah, it was it was a blast. So anyway. All right, kids, we have run really long, but Dale, I thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully it won't be as long uh, for the next time you get on the show. Uh, I apologize for not getting you on sooner, but uh, we love having you no, on. We no, love hanging out no with you. No problem. Yeah, it was a blast. And, uh, Thanks you, for having me. Yeah, anytime. You think you're going to make it to Midwest Gaming Classic this next year? Oh, I, I know for sure. I'll be there, and uh, my brother had such a fun time. He said he'll be there again, too, next Rock year. Rock on. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we are, we're out of here, and check us out next week, but check out uh, Dale's podcast and the website. He actually just redesigned the website, so go out and check out his work. Yes, excuse you know. my 2000 amateur web design, but it's awesome, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, get out and play some games. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Let's. I should recap my uh, one high or junior high wrestling story involving a girl that I think I've told before. I don't remember it. Well, uh, it was seventh grade. It was regular fifth period gym class wrestling. <laughs> and there was one girl who didn't want to be split off with the girls doing whatever they were doing that period and wanted to wrestle. Ooh. Her name was Vicki Frankhauser. Can you give us a description of Vicki just so we can, uh, you know, get an idea kinda, what's going on? She was a little bit tomboy attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, not not fat in any way, not super athletic. All right. Kind of scrappy, kind of tough. So she wasn't but, like a girl the guys would want to wrestle with. And not, she wasn't a chunk either. Really. All right. Yeah. Anyway, she ended up getting, and this sounds so WWF. But when I look back on it, it was pretty funny. Got matched up against Reza Sahami. <laughs> Reza. Now, Reza, Reza Sahami, as you might guess. It was probably a sin for him to even touch a girl. <laughs> was the son of some... Uh, Palava you know, some, Sahami. Well, they were... I think they were, I think they were Saudi. Uh-huh. They, they were Middle Eastern of some... For description. Yeah, they well, were, there's a there's a serious you know segregation of the genders in in that yeah. whole culture. Well, anyhow, Reza Sahami. <laughs> I'm amazed you can even remember the name. Oh, you these names stick with you, my man. Okay. Oh yeah. So so Reza Sahami not only had the distinction of going toe to toe with Vicky Frankhauser, but Reza Sahami because of his background and ethnicity and, and religious faith wore a turban in gym class oh yes <laughs> that's because not gonna work in wrestling underneath, 
That's going to look even more silly when you're in the Boston Crab. (laughs) It's going to look like a WWF match right there. The Iron Sheik against... uh... It was. It was truly WWF before its time. Okay, so so the the reason he had a turban was because he he had his he never cut his hair. Mm -hmm. That's that's why they so so sure. She didn't like pull one end of it and have him twirl around like a. No, but it did come this line. (laughs) Like like when Popeye was beating up Brutus as the Swami, you know, pulling (laughs) things. All right, so Vicky Frankhauser has him in what the sleeper, the full Nelson, the claw. Okay, so what happens? The turban comes off. Turban starts coming off. Match quickly ended. Oh man! And there was, and, and amongst a, a group of seventh grade boys, there was no greater highlight today. We practically ran home from the bus to tell our parents, "You're not gonna believe what happened today, Mom." And the guy wore the turban all the time. Yeah, he had long. He had super long hair. When you were like playing basketball, well, if you long. weren't wrestling, he wore it playing basketball, obviously. Yeah. He wore it 24-7, man. That's what it's all like, about. Like Haji. <laughs> yeah, he was Haji. How much hair did uh, the salami kid have? <laughs> he had a lot for a seventh grader, I tell you that. <laughs> wow. Oh, was man. it down his back? It was It was long, man. <laughs> did it get crooked before it got knocked off? Was it getting knocked around yeah. a little bit? First? Yeah, it did. We kind of could tell it was going to come off. <laughs> <laughs> so the girl won. So the girl won by default. Uh, yeah, it was basically a DQ. Did so, he? Did he? So, have... so so Reza retained his belt on the disqualification, but suffered the ultimate <laughs> disgrace of having been essentially beat. Oh, <laughs> I think you just made the album, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, oh! You are, you are! <laughs> oh, you got me in the world of Jericho! Oh no! You have grabbed my turban! Oh, man. My head feels like a strawberry squeaky right now. Oh, oh man, I bet that was funny. Oh, it was high comedy. I can see I all agree. you seventh graders in your white socks and your pro keds and your, yeah, being, your gym being shorts. Real understanding. Your gym shorts and your white t-shirts all circled around waiting for Reza to get his ass kicked. And, and right. what what are the odds that a girl is is going to, you know, like sign up for the wrestling part and then... That she'll wrestle a guy in a turban. <laughs> yeah. This is like two planets it's like, colliding. It's like the carnival. Oh, yeah. man. And, wow. and I think the way it went was there was like two lines. You know, you're sitting on either side of this little gym room with the mats in it. Right. And you just got matched up randomly. It was just the draw. It was just the luck of the draw. Yeah. Outstanding. It is outstanding. <laughs> I hope you cherish that memory. I was forced to grapple with a female. <laughs> <laughs> she defiled my turban. You would have thought that he would have had an excuse from his parents or something to get him out of wrestling. How did they know yeah. he was going to wrestle a girl? Mother, father, tomorrow I must wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cannot wrestle. 
wrestled for Allah. And then when he goes home and has to tell his parents that he wrestled with a girl and his turban came off, that's probably like 17 <laughs> sins right there. You're kidding. Yeah, that's he right. Would have been better just to like uh, light up a big joint and watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> Eat meat. 